Yo, Brandon. I know you have something to ask this man. So go ahead and ask him. <laughs> will there will there be more? No, not that question. The other one. What? What? Oh, we're still saving that shit? Yes, we're still saving that. We got plenty of time. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that good shit. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ooch. I'm here with my brother, Ooch. And the homie, Kai. And the gracious presence of the legend, Nasir Pasha. And we are back again, once again. How y'all doing today? Wow. What an intro. I can't believe it. Before my very eyes, the trifecta plus plus a certain individual one, and that one is in the form of none other. Our boy, Nasir Pasha. Nasir, Nasir is here. My man, how you doing today? Well, I'll go on mute. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. I'm glad that I could be here. I'm glad to finally meet your boys. And we get to chop it up about Dragon Ball Z. Dude. I this is this is very surreal. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm gonna try to keep all the gushiness to a minimum. Alright? But you know, all with all things considered, it, I think it's very like warranted. Because it goes without saying before we obviously get into it and everything, the formalities, man, like you literally have changed the entire landscape of of the anime community, dude. <laughs> Like, facts on facts. We don't cap here. We keep it completely real. So, but again, before we get into it, Kai, how you doing today, sir? Oh, today's going to be a good day. Oh, oh yes, it is. Brandon, brother Ooch, my brother from the same mother. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. We got good news today. Mm. As, as you know, as you know, but... You oh, know. go ahead, go ahead. What's the good news? Because I know, but what, tell the people. Uh, nah, 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 man, your boy got hired. Let's go, employee. <laughs> where at? Where at? New job. It's like a warehouse dispatcher shit. Nice. So, we good, we good. We good on the pay now. Chilling. Excellent. <laughs> See, we got a... Is it union? That's what's up, man. That is what's up. Wait, wait, what'd you say to say? I said, is it union? Nah, nah, nah. It's like, it's some part-time until I graduate. You know, <laughs> I'm still going to school, so you know the vibes. <laughs> the vibes, indeed. Wow. So, Nasir, man, you're here now. The people have been waiting, and not to like brag, but I mean, you said it yourself. We're the first ones you're doing this with. Yeah, I, I probably won't be doing many of these. <laughs> so, I, there's not much to say. The film's only eight minutes. <laughs> so, like. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Not much to say. I don't. Yo, oh, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you guys going to talk longer than the movie is. I can guarantee you that. Oh, with all the videos that I've done and the conversations that we've had on the podcast, it's already <laughs> been longer than freaking eight minutes. But that's funny, man. Dude, I mean, let's you know, let's backtrack though. Let's backtrack because I know that there's a lot of things. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening or watching this for the very first time, if you've never been here to the Full Power Podcast, guys, well, now's your time to definitely hit that subscribe button, okay? Like this video, 
Okay, hit us up, fullpowerpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at fullpowerpod. And if you want extra episodes, then there's that option on Patreon. All the links will be in the description below. In addition to all of Nasir's links, because let's face it, I have included this dude's Patreon, his YouTube, just about everything in all of my videos. Straight up. Thank you for that. Oh. A lot of people don't. That's not what people do, you know. So I really appreciate it. Dude, you didn't have to thank it us. Need, it needed to be done. It needed to be done. It, it needed. Yeah. There's no. There's. There's no other way to put it because honestly, like when I did the reaction, because that's what started this all, right? That's that's what literally lit the entire flame forest fire. That is what's been going on here, and like. Ever since that reaction, like, I like, I didn't, I didn't expect for anything to follow to happen, and that in 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 itself is just like amazing, right? But I feel like, and 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 you are owed every single bit of praise that comes your way, every every bit. Like I'm looking at the video right now, this movie. 7.1 million views, bro. How does that feel? It's not a real number to me. Like it, it, it isn't. Like it's, it's weird. I hope this doesn't sound like ungracious, but like it, my target was 180,000 people because my trailer, the first time I dropped it, that's how many people saw it in the course of four years. You know, I thought it looked good, so I'm like, yeah, that's probably the same people who are going to think it looks good four years later. You can't calculate this shit. <laughs> so, uh, again, like the numbers, like they, it's not something that registers with me. I'll tell you, the only time that it did register with me was when my family wanted to watch it. It's like, ugh, I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> that was it. Like, but I, I, I'm, I'm definitely thankful. It's, it's, a, it's mostly an odd feeling, but um, it's nice. Like, it means that, you know, that many people want to take the time to just watch it. So, you can't complain with that, right? <laughs> oh, no. And speaking of taking the time to watch, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I speak for all of us when I say there has been multiple viewings per day of <laughs> Legends, okay? Like, I can say it for us, I can say it for a lot of the people that's commented on a lot of the videos that I've made, like, theories, the reaction itself, the breakdown, you know, like, a lot of people are watching this still it's what three weeks now right since it since it dropped yeah uh uh yeah tomorrow will be three weeks actually it feels like so much longer though <laughs> honestly yikes yeah <laughs> not even a month bro that's amazing that's that, that, that is that is really amazing like like so i had this little vision right that there was gonna be like conventions that are happening right and I envision you getting invited to said conventions, to whether it's a panel or to just do signings, you know, sell your artwork. And I, and I feel like as humble as you are, you're going to go, you're going to be prepared because, you know, you're classy. You know what the fuck's going on. All right. You get the shit done, right? You're going to come prepared. You're going to pull up to your table and you're going to be showered with so many people and you're and you are gonna be like what (laughs) 
all these the whole room is for me what do you mean <laughs> that is what i predict so i mentioned this because you know this was something that you and i were talking about a little bit was just like the realization of like how big of a deal this is you know has has it started to hit you yet um mostly no like i mean meeting people like you those are the instances where i start to see like hey some people actually like they like this and like they like it more than just before what they saw there's something some sort of other value they're getting out of it which is that's that's a really nice feeling so but this idea of like uh like a version of celebrity at a convention like this absolutely is a fantasy to me because you know um my plan with this after it was done i was thinking of uh structuring it into a talk about like how to run your own production like asset management creating spreadsheets and like dealing with files and all this sort of stuff just to take something from nothing to something and i wanted to you know like put it out there and like eventually do like conventions for that reason but that's something i don't plan to be doing in the short term anymore mm. because uh i have other really good things that i'm going to be doing in the short term <laughs> okay are these are these things things that you can talk about or are these things that are like kind of more personal uh they're both so mm. i mean it's only one good thing i'm gonna be a daddy okay now see all right that's that's fire i'm not gonna lie that is you really can edit cool. that out if you want to at any time no we're but, not nope yeah. nope nope all of it stays all of it stays that's real if you're freaking if, 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 i know people are trying to type something right now while they're watching this y'all better say congratulations right now do it Facts. do it okay because that is a huge deal dude congratulations that's that's fire thank you and i, I you know i uh, i only mention it because i i did seriously think about what i would do as an uh, in terms of like aftermath of releasing this only just because I, I thought the art would it would hit and then maybe the art could take me a certain few places but my priorities are they're shifting and I'm, I'm making time for certain things and shifting things around to delay other things and uh honestly convention circuits is not something I think about anymore it would be nice but like uh realistically I just don't see it happening mm. in like the foreseeable season you know what I mean like yeah uh yeah but like and I'm totally fine with that like for me, the project was just like, I want to keep my head down and focus on the art. And I did that. So like, like what's next, you know? And yeah. what's next always has to be something about artwork. Right. And unfortunately, when you're at cons, like maybe you're doing a few commissions, but you're a salesperson at a con, you know? Right. And like, I, the amount of time I have in a day, like I can't be spending it on being a salesman. I need to be drawing. So that's true. I, yeah. oh, I hear that. I can translate that just, just doing the content creation thing. Like a lot of times people ask me like, Oh, have I seen this? Have I watched this person on YouTube? I'm just like, no, like, cause I'm in the lab doing my own thing, yeah. you know, like editing these podcasts, editing the videos and doing the streams and everything. I totally relate. So I get that. That's crazy. So like, yeah. so if you were to like be invited to something like kind of big or, you know, just in general, like, would you, would you consider it or would you like just turn it down altogether? If it was this year, I'd turn it down, most likely. For this um, year? Okay. Yeah, it's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, I plan to travel once this year, so, but it, it won't be manageable. Okay. That. I mean, okay. I mean, and again, like, you know, things come and go, so this legend will be a greatest hits by next year, you know what I mean? 
back down to like 1995 on the shelf <laughs> from, yeah, from the PS4 initial releases. So, you know, um, yeah, maybe by next year, like nobody will really remember it in that sort of way where you're trying to get invited to shows and that sort of stuff. You're smiling at me there, but you know what I mean. You know, it's like anything good, you know, it has its time. Like, and people will always just remember it as something real nice. Kai, you want to like tell him something, remind him of something? Well, you don't want to tell me off, huh? <laughs> just, you see what I mean, right? <laughs> he is, he is. You look like you're dwelling on some some thoughts. You look like you have like a, a diss track coming right after. No, me no. See, <laughs> there is. So here's the thing. There is no dissing. None. It is. Like, see, when I say, it is. Absolute love. And like, I don't think I've ever met. Like, I thought I was humble. This is, this is <laughs> primal light levels, <laughs> savior of heaven levels of humbleness that I am witnessing before my very freaking eyes. Like, that's crazy. You really think that next year people are just gonna forget about this? Hell yeah. Uh, I should, I should, um, Clarify one thing: When I say diss track, you diss your friends. That's what they're good for. So, oh, okay. Set them okay. my way, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah nah, no. Nah. Next year, I think like um, I mean, think about it. Like, how many good movies have you seen last year, and you're not thinking about them a year later? Maybe you're thinking about it, but like, maybe you rewatch it like every once in a while. But I mean, that's about it. Like, it has this effect when it comes out, and then it just becomes a nice memory after that. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is why. I can disagree very, very, very um, justly, okay? <laughs> okay? Because um, the thing that you obviously took direct inspiration from, right? The, the source material, right? So, um, unfortunately, it doesn't have the same level of uh, TLC and, uh, you know, just overall, like, passion and care right involved it's not there's not there's not that much um and what's been happening as of recently is a lot of different things you know we have the manga we have the movie and you would think like with the movie i mean look kai's yawning you know like <laughs> this is like th th this is um this is this is something that nothing else has been able to do and literally not even just distract us but to help us get through it <laughs> okay because right now there's a lot oh of it's 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 a circus dragon ball today is a circus there's a lot of this and that and he, uh, toriyama said this toriyama said that you know left and right and it makes for good discussions. We talk about them no matter how head-ass they are. We acknowledge basically everything, even in the comments, you know? From the people that say they don't believe to believe in constructive criticism all the way to the folks that actually have something decent to say and to add, you know, to to contribute to the conversations. And out of all of that, even for next year, with the anime returning, supposedly, I should oh, I say. Know that. Oh well, there you go. Super is apparently returning in 2023, and if it yes. does, 
the thing is, we don't know exactly where they're starting. You know, like there's the Broly movie, then there's the uh, the Moro arc, and then there's the Granola arc that's pretty much wrapping up right now. And then there's a superhero movie. So it's like there's all this content, and we're still not at the end of Z, still, right? We're still not there yet. So they're just kind of just squeezing in anything that they can do, right? And and it's, it's just causing a lot of a lot of ruckus in the community. And then here you come. Legend. The savior from heaven. The savior <laughs> from fucking heaven. Right? Like you literally took the entirety of the fandom and you and you 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 did this. You did this. You literally embraced everybody. You said, "Come here, my children. It's okay." <laughs> I was literally just gonna use that phrase, "Come here, my children." <laughs> Dude, and this is real shit because, and 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 and, and I'm and I'm not I, I'm I'm not saying this to gas it up, and I'm not saying this to be like exaggerating because I see it. You know, being being a YouTuber myself, a content creator myself, like, and just covering Legend, like, just doing all the theory videos and just talking about it as often as I can. And then, at the same time, talking about all of the, the main stuff. It's night and day. People are different. They react differently. They respond differently. When we talk about things that come out of the movie, it's all over the place. When we talk about things that come out of the manga... It's all over the place. And when I say all over the place, I mean it's like there's head ass, there's terrible takes, there's some good ones. You know, there's some people that are like, you know, they, they have their head on straight when they, you know, they formulate their opinions and whatnot. And then all, every single person, it's like virtually everybody under the reaction, the breakdown I did, all the theory videos, everybody, it's like a completely different community. They're all like crime solvers. They're all like, <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to go. Yeah, like, well, go ahead. I do have some thoughts about what you're saying. And I, I touched on this a bit, what's me and Ryan when we first met and we were just talking a bit. But um, uh, I don't necessarily see Dragon Ball as a circus or not performing well now. Just because um, the effect that you're talking about, like, and, and you're in that category too, where you're saying, you know, there's something here that it's just it's grabbing the entire community and just just bringing them back together. You know what I mean? But what it's doing is it's grabbing a bunch of adults. Dragon Ball Z is for kids. We were kids when we liked it, right? Mm. And if we were adults, my, I'm sure my parents were like, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I loved it. And if you look back at it, I mean, Kai did a uh, Dragon Ball Kai did a, a job of like editing out maybe like 150 episodes right. of stare downs and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, it can be argued that the show was exactly how it was back then that it is now. It may, I think the art looked better back then because that was the prime time of like animation just looking its finest. And mm. um, we love the voice acting. We love all that stuff, right? But um, I think the effect that you're talking about that Legend might have had is it's impressing adults instead of children. So I think Super in, in every way is, and like the movies and stuff, I think it's doing exactly what Toei's been able to do all this time. It just, it can't keep the attention of adults who grew up on that stuff. Right. Because it's a kid's show, right? So, um, but even that, we still like it. Why do you think anyone got to the end of Dragon Ball Super? Because we needed to watch the rest of it, whether it was all good or maybe some of it was good. Right. And um, and that's why I appreciate when people, they really like Legend. And like, 
I mean, there are people reacting, there are people commenting, and you get lost in it some of it, but like most of it has a general air of, you reminded me of the 90s. But I think what they're really saying is, you reminded me of myself when I was watching it in, in the 90s. <laughs> so uh, that's, a good, that's a good feeling to be told that, because that was the intention that I had when I was trying to make it. Because the movie was for me, I was trying to make it for myself. And uh, everyone else was able to enjoy it the way I spent time making it. So I'm glad that adults are uniting in their childish uh, appreciation of Dragon Ball Z because it's the coolest stuff, right? So, <laughs> so in other words, you basically just in in layman's terms, you gave us all a gift. You gave us a gift. Yeah. You gave us. You I, gave yeah, us. I guess a, is the way to put it. Yeah, like that's the. I mean, that's a great way to put it. That's a that's a great perspective too. Because that's like a, that's kind of like a, a very nice dose of reality in and of itself. Because that's like very true, you know, like we grew up watching it. We were definitely not this critical <laughs> when exactly. we were kids. You just wanted to enjoy it. It's the same thing with the people's art. Like when you're a kid and you're, you're like, I can't wait to draw. Oh, I have to do English. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do, I, I can't wait to go draw. And then you're drawing and there's no inhibition to what you're doing, right? No one's checking your anatomy or your shape language or all this, all this stuff, right? And then when you, if you try pursuing that as a career, you get more serious about it. People are like, they get really honed in on what they're doing because they want some level of mastery or, or professionality to their worker, right? Right. But, um, and they become so self-critical, so much so that they won't even show people their stuff, their good or their wow. bad drugs. Maybe they'll only show their good stuff. And uh, I think there's something in there where, you know, like this this sort of like detachment from worry and or anxiety if you want to call it like that kids have with their drawings uh to like when you get older like i think something in that like there's something in there that it's just palpable like when you watch things that you really enjoyed and you want to enjoy it again when you're an adult you know what i mean so yeah i i don't know there's i'm not exactly sure what i want to say about that but it's something i think about sometimes where maybe when we're talking about oh we're not so critical of things right now look what we're watching we're criticizing 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 like but why like you know like, do, do you want to see something nice like a lot of times you get it and but we want more out of it more than what they're trying to deliver to us you know yeah i mean like what you're saying makes a hundred percent sense right i think the thing with us is it's a lot more of the inconsistencies within the stories and some of the characters right and in combination with that it's a lot of like what's put out there from a lot of the fans online and especially nowadays when you know because back then there was no such thing as twitter you know like (laughs) youtube barely existed right or you know it didn't at a certain point obviously and like we all naturally enjoyed it for what it was and for what it is and even now we do right because we can like you know i can turn i could turn my brain off when i watch something like (laughs) i could turn my brain off and watch something like superhero right the latest movie and i'll literally be like i like dragon ball still has the effect on me And, and, and i don't have any problem to admit that because i'm a fan and i love it right yeah same here and when you and when i love something i acknowledge it's good and it's bad right that's just how i am right so when it gets me it gets me right 
Just like how you you got to see how hype I was for your creation. Now, so when I'm over here watching superhero with brother Ooch and our our friend Nick, and certain things happened and certain transformations came out, I was jumping up and down. I was out of the freaking couch. I was like in his face, like oh look at look look look. Like I was I was it, it, you know like it makes it makes you feel like a kid. Exactly that, right? Yeah. But then. When you think about it at the end of the day, and you're just like, damn it. Why is it like, <laughs> why are yeah. things the way that they are? So I think what you're coming at is from an angle where it's not just entertainment. You want it to be a whole package. It can't just be something visually nice. It can't just be something that sounds nice. Like you need the rest of it. And I mean, maybe there are plot holes. I mean, maybe, maybe you can equate that to sometimes like poorly written things or poorly formulated scripts or whatever. But um, I think you want the whole package is what it is. Um, but at least when we get those doses, it's really nice, right? Like absolutely. Yeah, you know. Dragon Ball Z Super Broly was one of the best things I ever seen when it came out. <laughs> Damn. Music to my ears, right there. Any reference to Broly, of course. So, so for me, me, for me personally, and I feel like I can definitely speak for the Uch brothers as well. But I, I know for a sure, for me personally, obviously, the way I feel about your your baby, your masterpiece that it is, Legend, right? Initially, I did not have the same reaction that Uch did because Uch literally called me popping off telling me how my life was about to change and I wasn't ready. <laughs> and I really wasn't ready. So, <laughs> so, <true>. so this, <laughs> that was that was crazy. Right. And I watched it and I was like, I was getting hype, like like my hairs were standing up and everything. I was like, oh, like this is this is getting me like. You know, like waku waku steki does all. Like <laughs> I can't forget that. So, right. So, so I was getting hyped, but then I was, I was just like, damn, this is, this is one of those ten out of ten masterpiece creations, and look how long it took to make. Like look how much like love and care and like thought was put into every little detail, every frame, the storyline, like all of it. It is indeed the whole package. Mm. And we haven't been delivered a whole package. We've been getting little parts. This, we've been getting little DLC pieces here and there. <laughs> yeah. We've been getting little strips of stories. You know, <laughs> we have not gotten a whole package in a very, very long time. So, I, like, I feel like this is one of those. For, for me personally, it was one of those things where. I didn't go off on it because I'm exactly like Ooch. I will go crazy. I will pop off out of my chair. I will never forget about it. I'll be watching it a hundred times a day, talking about what if this, what if that, where's Frieza, where's him, and I will just lose my mind. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. At least I thought I couldn't until I watched Legend like a hundred times, and I was like, okay, now I can do this. Now I'm ready. So because, <laughs> because and he, he didn't could, admit it to me. He just he just came equipped. It, got, it, it happened. It was it was the after Frieza for me. That that really got me. That Which really got me I don't. I up. can't understand how Ryan got that, dude. That, like, that there's got, no reason he should have got it. Bro, that's <laughs> way too blurry. That sent me. Oh, yeah. Man. So for anyone who needs context, listening to this, Ryan ripped apart scene, basically the first scene of the film, thinking I think AF stands for After Frieza. And when I heard that, I was like, How does this man know this? Because the way I composited the film to really make it look like an 80s or 90s film. It absolutely is blurry. There's chromatic aberration. There's all sorts of stuff happening. So if you look at the statue that, of Emperor Vegeta on the neck of something, that, that that something is Frieza begging for his life. So the fact that he put that together, like without even being able to see the statue properly, like I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes sense. It wasn't There's... even the statue that that I saw initially. I was just AF. Like, 
Like at first, I th- I thought it was a nod to after. Oh no, uh, after future. That's what I initially mm-hmm. thought, and then I was like, wait a minute. After Frieza, and then when yo when I said it to him, ooh, that was our clip for the week that I shared for the episode. Like his reaction was so priceless because, bro, you literally see me like putting like every single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like when you said that everything started connecting i was like oh shit at first like his reaction like it wasn't even like instant like i said what i said i said af after frieza just like that right Delay effect it was a whole like one mississippi two mississippi and then you see his face and he goes and then i keep talking i'm talking i zoom the camera in on him and he's just like after pre- I'm like after and then as soon as he went like this with his hands I was like we got him we got him <laughs> he's in that that's definitely the time when I was in because after I heard that I was like nah I clearly missed way too much I need to run this back a lot of times and I didn't yeah. <laughs> I really did nice appreciate it man so yeah no no seriously that it it's the first time we've been delivered a whole package in a very long time and I I have not thought about the whole um appeasing the child mind versus the adult mind when it comes to dragon ball as writing so i really like the way you put that because it was well spoken and it was 100 percent accurate mm-hmm. and i i totally agree with it now i feel like that this is the part where i was saying i speak for all three of us um at fpp here where we definitely want our adult minds appeased we definitely want that intricate storyline we want these crazy twists and turns you know, like yeah we want the whole package now yeah. Dragon Ball, I don't even... It's an empty box right now. Like, that, I don't even know if that... Like, Super, Super's been dropping the Dragon Ball, okay? Like, all seven they, of them. All seven of them. <laughs> so, so for something like, you know, for something as, as well-constructed as this to come out, especially during such, you know, you know, a time where we're fiending for something good to talk about, it was just, it was really a blessing in disguise. I, I really I really can't thank you enough it's it's an honor seriously it was crazy and and I have to say the other thing that I knew off rip that I absolutely loved about it the one thing that stood out the absolute most to me I don't know whose decision it was but the idea what, what I'm gonna call the super saiyan flicker when that shit turns on and off I was I, I was out of my chair every time from the very first time I saw it. I was like, oh, oh, I was like, who did this? Whose idea was this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that is, that's yeah, the best. That's definitely my idea. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was dude, yeah. that, uh, situation. That's probably what be happening to me. So, like, to give you an idea, like, some people have commented, like, um, each Super Saiyan has a different form of fighting. Like, Vegeta, he's, like, really close to the ground and really quick. Uh, mm. Goku is much more like feral and wild and Broly is 300 pounds heavier than everyone you know what I mean so the way I see it is like Vegeta's only mission is to not get touched by Broly it's like a glass cannon like if he touches him he's dead and he does touch him only once and he breaks all his ribs <laughs> so and then he strangles him. he almost strangles him to death just because he got close enough so Vegeta's always trying to get away from him so um the fact that he goes like he's that close and he's actually taking punches to the face He's definitely gonna be almost knocked out every time. <laughs> now the the way the way that was animated, I'm I'm curious. Did you um did you draw inspiration from things like Mortal Kombat's like fatalities or stuff like that, where you see like these really you know like gruesome scenes? 
No, because uh, the thing is, though, I, I know what you're talking about, because I only played the newer Mortal Kombat's, like, maybe once. It was, it was a little while ago. Um, it was sometime after I already started coming up with the idea of Legend. And, like, you know, I get accredited for a lot of things that I didn't even realize I did. So, for example, <laughs> I, I hope this doesn't make me sound like an accidental creator, but it's not an accident, and I'll tell you why. So, for example, you see the scene where Goku turns into his monkey form, and everyone says, oh, it's a nod back to the original Krillin sequence with Goku. Like, uh, absolutely is, but I never even looked at the sequence. I remember it so viscerally, every single thing about it. I know what screen direction Goku was looking at. I know where the lightning was coming from. I know his head had to bob up in profile. I knew what he did when he screamed. I knew the wide shot on the back and the pan up and everything and the turn to Frieza. All of it's in my, it's ingrained in my DNA. I didn't even have to look back at it. There's other scenes that accidentally happen where like Broly is getting punched against a pillar and there's this huge crater in it. And my friend Mike, who is the color director on it, he's like, oh, was this a nod to when Broly does it to Vegeta in the first Broly movie? I'm like, no, but it is now. And of course it right. is. And of course it's on purpose <laughs> by accident. Fun. Because why would I ever forget something like that, you know? It's in every stroke of my pencil. Like, I have... To, it's going to come out. Broly dies at the end. Some people are equating that. Isn't that how Broly dies in the first movie? I'm like, I remembered Cell dying like that against Gohan. And his face gets all contorted and stuff. That was my inspiration. But I never even looked at the scene. And I should have. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't have. I should have looked at it for the color design. I should have looked at it for, like, how they're animating, how long they held this. And I didn't do a single one of those things because it's just ingrained in my mind so heavily. Um, wow. But, yeah, this is, this is how, like, this is the effect that good animation has on people. That that scene where Vegeta leaves right at the beginning, he, he, blah, he brushes his cape back. Someone long time ago, I remember laughing so hard when I read this comment. Um, he's like, did this man trace Yu-Gi-Oh? And I'm like, because that's how Atem leaves I thought that in the too. last I thought episode, that too. Right? When I, the first time I watched that, I thought it was a nod to Atem. Wow. And it wasn't. But of course it was. That was my favorite scene was. in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. How could that not make it into my work? But I didn't even look at the scene. I didn't look how it was oh, timed. Yeah. I didn't look how it was fielded. I didn't look at any of that. And it'll, it'll, it'll show in the work. I did look up one single thing. It was the reference to the Budokai tournament where Chi-Chi's like, you said you were going to marry me. So, like, I'm like, oh, I want to make that. That's how I'm going to start this movie. I'm like, I'm going to make that scene. And it's going to be revolving around that. But I didn't even look at how the scene was choreographed. I mean, I, I looked at it to just watch the scene, but I didn't study it. I didn't, like, find their shot choices. I didn't do anything. I just, I like what it sounded like. I like what was happening. And I'm like, okay, just go figure it out yourself. So, um, yeah, I'll get credited for a lot of references that are by total accident. But they're not really accidents because that's what the effect of these, these movies have on you. Yeah. watching them since i was in grade three you know what i mean <laughs> dude that is so that's awesome just to hear that oh my god like uh, by the way the, the 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 choice of using goku versus chi chi from that tournament was such an interesting way to start the story because i could tell you right now that i had to go back and watch that episode of dragon ball and I believe, and I, and I, it was like 137, I think I said. Mm-hmm. And the fight is clearly like this, this, your version is just, that is the, that is, that is a great version. I'll tell you that much because the, in the original, they, it's more of a conversation than anything else. And then the second Goku's like, wait a minute. So if I beat you, you'll tell me who you are. And she was like, yeah. So then he air punches her. He doesn't even touch her. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so here comes your version, and it's a whole, it's all choreographed, a whole ass fight. 
and they're having the conversation while they're fighting. But like, the thing is, I remembered it that they were having it while they fought. I guess I remembered it wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> <you know? laughs> it felt like a fight, though, didn't it? Like it felt like they were fighting the whole time, and they're just arguing. Yeah, so. that's the that's the power of Chichi, now, bro. Now, now I have a question regarding that same scene where you know Broly comes in. Why? Um, what was the reasoning behind choosing Broly as the focus for this? Oh, let's hear it. Do you, you guys ready for some lore? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I got I got all the questions lined up. Uh, okay, so the reason why it started first, Ryan, you asked, um, why did you choose? Or you didn't say that why, but you were talking about why is it at the Budokai tournament between Chichi and Goku. Why was that the moment that we started? And now, Kai, you're asking why Broly. The The f- base of the film is that Broly is on an assassination attempt to kill Goku because he's lost to Goku in every form possible. He's lost him in the first movie. He's lost him in the second movie. I guess it's his son. But in the third movie, let's just forget about it for a second. But he believes that if he can come to the inception of when they're supposed to be married... He can stop all this from happening because Gohan won't be born. Goku, he, none of this stuff will happen. So he comes back in time to kill Goku um, where he met Chi-Chi because they obviously wouldn't be married at that point, right? Um, yep. And I guess he could have he showed up anywhere. He would have been stronger at any time. But like that was the one that I chose. Um, and that, that answers both your questions. Why did I start at the Budokai and why is it Broly? Because the movies are actually about Broly. And if you're wondering why I even chose to do the movie... It's because in Dragon Ball Super, I guess this is exactly what you guys are talking about, but Vegeta fights like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you can't even remember what their names are. <laughs> the Prime but, Troopers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Popo and Topo or like those guys. Jiren, Jiren Squad. So he fights them and he's, I don't know what, man. He turns blue, he turns ultra royal or whatever. It's so sick. And he loses again. I'm like, for 25 years, they've been doing this to me. I'm going to make my own Vegeta movie now. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then I thought, like, that, who would be oh the best? Oh, my God. That was like, yeah, like, who would be the best thing, uh, opponent to put him against? Obviously, the best villain, Broly, right? And I thought, like, it's just going to be a fight sequence. I want to make a fight sequence where Vegeta comes out on top. But the storyteller in me, like, I can't do that. I can't just spend so much time making something that looks nice. It has to also be a story. So then I wrote a story for it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it started off as five minutes, then became six, extended to seven. And as I was, it was getting longer and longer, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to make this, it has to be exactly the movie you're going to make. So it doesn't matter if it's six minutes or if it's eight minutes, you're finishing it. So that's what led to what you're seeing there. So. That's so, hard, bruh. So 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 hold on. So I just want to let, let me just collect everything here, so we could we we could all be because I'm we're because you told me this last week, right? So I just want to confirm. So for those that are doubting, you just confirmed that the reason why you made Legend is because you were tired of seeing Vegeta lose. Yeah, he was treated like a punk ass. <laughs> like he, Let's yeah, go! He's always the punching bag. He, he's the, he, my friend Giuseppe who worked on the film. He always says that Vegeta's the one who gets made example of to show how strong the enemy is. And he does every time. And he always has like the sickest like battle, uh, you know, like the battle attitudes. Like I'm going to rip this guy and he gets ripped every single time in reverse. So not this time. And, you know, they were not, like my crew, like, you know, when we finished the film, um, you know, they got to see it in pieces. And then when we did QC, a quality check, uh, I, we did it with a crew of like me plus four guys. 
And uh, but no one had seen it with sound. No one saw it all finally mixed. So the weekend before it released, I showed it all to them, uh, and we all met up and um, uh, they clapped for me at the end. It was really nice, and they oh. said, you know. You did a good job of making a Vegeta movie showcase how good Goku is without it being about Goku, and I was so happy that they said that. And then they said, "I said, you know what? I'm not happy about is that doesn't the movie finish so quickly? This is ten minutes. You know how long it took me to review this every time." And he's like, "Yeah, it did go by fast." I'm like, "Shit!" He's like, "No, no, that's a good thing. You don't notice how how fast the time is going because you're enjoying it." I'm like, oh, "I hope that's the case," but anyway. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, see that that wow. That really makes it <laughs> That's hard. Wow. That's hard, that really made it come full circle because that the savior from heaven, like holy shit, man. Like come on. That's this is not only the Vegeta we needed, but like you you, you wrote it perfectly. Like <laughs> all the way, like from his from his intro, his monologue when he met Broly, which I, I wanted to ask, where did you get inspiration from those lines? I didn't get it from anywhere. I just made them up. You just you just and wrote it. There's another example. People are always saying, "Oh, there's an uh, there's an allusion to the Majin Vegeta line where and even you Kakarot. I didn't I look at that scene even once, but it, it I've loved that line. How could I not have remembered it? He's like, but it? it is now. You but the did? thing is, I didn't I didn't remember the line like word for word, obviously, but I remember the scene even. I remember that there's fire going everywhere. I remember the shapes that they use. I remember there's like dust. There's like a dust layer that's like gold mm-hmm. dust, and he's like. I'm going to destroy, I'm going to crush you, I'm going to toss you to the wind. And he's like, and then he talks about his kids, and he's like, and even you, Kakarot. And then he does his, like, like completely meaningless destruction. <laughs> but, like, um, but yeah, so, but I love that scene so much. I remember drawing a poster about it, like, the, the day right after I saw it. I drew Vegeta in nine forms, and the poster was this big, and I spent, like, a week on it. And, um, yeah, man, like, I remember, I, I love that scene so much, but... It's, you know what, like, I never did this intentionally, and it wasn't my purpose to, like, not reference things and try to get it right, but maybe that's, like, there's something in there. If people are ever trying to make fan content, maybe that's a nice way to go about it, where, like, you just try to remember how you felt when you saw it, do your best to remember what it looked like, and then just have fun with it, you know? I can't believe I You got us (laughs) fooled, man. You know how many people really thought... That that was a direct reference back to that scene with Majin Buu when he you was know. fighting. Oh. Yeah, it was an accident, but I'm glad people think that because it is now. <laughs> it is now, yes, sir. <laughs> oh my God, dude, this is this is great. This is great. This is a this is this is literally like uh, everything and more that I could have possibly possibly imagined. And I knew, and I told these two, I'm like. Just wait until he tells you why he made this. And y'all are going to love this guy a hundred times more. <laughs> and I mean, it's just a... T- I mean, honestly, like, it really just... It is It is just like Kai said. Like, it brings it all full circle. Like, like th- this is the full package. Like, you... <laughs> this is not even... This, dude, this is the whole Amazon warehouse. This is not just a full <laughs> package. Okay? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Like that is that is one of the most rawest reasons to go four years out of your way to just be like, I'm sick of this. I'm gonna make it better. But again, it's a love letter, right? It's a love letter, right? It's a love letter. And you know, it's you know, obviously 
to in a way like kind of bring those those feelings and those good vibes back from when you know all of us were younger watching you know dragon ball z and everything and but man like listen i'm thinking back to when like okay this is actually one of the questions that i did actually want to ask you so this is i'm like out of order and how i wanted to ask you but it's all right. We're we're jamming. We're vibing. Okay, this is this is full exactly power out of control. We're full power out of control. <laughs> okay, and this has everything to do with part of how you were able to really grasp a lot of us is not just with the content that you provided in Legend, but the emotions that you drew out of us through the music. And you chose two specific songs to play during these fight scenes, okay? Right after the Saiyan legend, hear me, right? Today a god falls, falls to dust, ashes to the wind, and he powers up, and here comes Limit X Survivor. That's the first thing, okay? At this point, I'm sure people watching this, they're just like, oh, okay, right? That's when that's when you really start paying attention. And and then the fight ensues and Vegeta's going all in. Back and forth with Broly. Hip toss. Toss <laughs> yo, even when he when even when he his 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 ribs got shattered. That whole everything about that was so epic because again, Hawkeye brought up the flickering. Okay? We are conditioned to whenever we see a, a transformation get knocked out, that's it. It's over. Done. Then we're like, ah, shit. Like, they're fucked, right? Not you. Not here. <laughs> Turn that shit right back on. Vegeta, listen, like, this Dude, is... He, he hit us with the actually. This is a good actually. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great... He turned the form off, his ribs broke, and Vegeta said, actually, <laughs> turn that shit right back on. It was at that moment when that, like, I was already hooked. Like I, I, oh, had, yeah. I had already paused it. If I'm remembering my own reaction right, I had already paused it before because I had to stop for a second and just be like, "Okay, this is this is a lot better than what I was even expecting." Because I know I had zero expectation, right? And then Chi-Chi's arm breaks. There's no music. Goku pays attention, and the second his face turned. And he he went from shocked to angry. All I heard was the... And that's all I needed to hear. Because that was the first note to one of the most iconic songs in anime. Okay? That is a fact. It's not an opinion. Okay? No matter how people feel about the version of whatever version of Dragon Ball Z they, they watched, they grew up on... That song, to this day, is still remembered and acknowledged as such. Because when Goku first went Super Saiyan 3, that was a humongous deal. And it, was, it is a moment that people still reference back to. So when I heard this, I had to pause it again. Because I had to hold back the tears. Because I didn't want, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to cry on my video. I've cried in previous videos before, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I had to. I had to keep. I had to keep myself cool, calm, collected because I'm like, nah, he didn't just do this, but you did. 
You I can elaborate you, on a bit of that if you want. And that's exactly exa so. Yes, please take it away. Why these songs? And what was your whole thought process when you made the smartest decisions on how to truly get us all in? Okay, so first let me elaborate on who made those songs. So the SSJ3 theme is by Friedrich Hubletter. Yep. He does, if you guys don't already know him. Oh, he's on my playlist. Yo, best. he made that? You didn't know that? Yeah. His yeah. No. Credit, this man, like, the best version of this song with the drums. He made something great even better somehow. So um, I've been listening to that for years. And Same. then maybe two years after I found that is when I started Legend. And then Charlie Para Del Riego, he did The Limit X Survivor. Like, and all his stuff. He is, he's like another coming of Slash. This guy, he's so good. He does like covers. He does his own music. He does constantly, like, so good. So when I made the storyboard for this in 2018, I boarded to the music. So all those beats, the transitions in the song, and then when it picks up with the solo, like all this stuff, like um, it's all choreographed to the music for me. So I knew from the beginning the songs that I wanted to use because they were just so good. And some people, like including myself, like we didn't really like too much of the music out of Super, but there were just some songs, and that was one of them. Yeah. That's just man, this is so good. Like how could I not? And then I remember somebody even commented a long time ago. Oh, I hope you don't use any music from Super. I'm like, yep, you don't know what you're talking about. Ah, <laughs> so, I got them. Yeah. Hey, so uh, that's number one. Number two is going back to Friedrich's SSJ theme. So I love the Japanese Dragon Ball. Is how I was introduced to Dragon Ball, but there are certain things in the English one that are, they just decimate the Japanese one. And that song is one of them. And I remember the scene like, yeah, he transforms, but they use it again where he's about to, he's about to die. And Vegeta's like, you're better than me, Kakarot. You are the best. And then he does the spirit bomb and he's waiting. He's, no, he wants to do the spirit bomb, so he's asking for power. So they wish back his power and then the song starts. And then, um... He goes Super Saiyan one more time and he has this power battle with Majin Buu and all of it goes so nicely with the music. Maybe I'll see you again for a little one-on-one. -on -one. You know, like, so... I hope that's what he said. That's how I remember it. But anyway, um, so that song, that's the reason I chose that because, like, it's just... Just like how the visuals stick with me, that song stuck with me. But now to just give you a little bit more of, like, um, a production uh, viewpoint on these, these songs, that song is so important to me that the way that transformation is timed out it almost didn't happen that way because the scene where he starts getting mad and the music kicks in dun, 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 all of that is timed to that song and when he screams out the fire and vegeta looks at him and then there's that pan it's during my favorite bar of the song and I had to cut it out only because David and I David's the sound engineer and director on this film he uh I kept telling him that I liked Tuvin and Mongol chants, like throat singing and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, he's like, okay, maybe we can play that in somewhere. And he's like, you know what? And I wanted it on that pen. It was going to be overlaid on top of that favorite bar of the song. But he's like, you know, no matter how I make this go, like, it's just not working nice. He's like, how about this? And then he did something where he actually ripped the music out and he added all these drones and these chants and the drums and he added all this stuff in and Goku looks at the screen and everything stops. And then his somehow with his engineering magic, he started the song again by splicing parts and it starts with like, down, down, and then it gets right back into it. So he was able to preserve how good the progression of that song is while 
giving me exactly what I wanted with because Goku is inspired by this like Monkey King I wanted to sound very ancient and he was able to put both those into it and all of it worked out perfectly so all that is just a, a long way of saying I love that song <laughs> thank you that was awesome now with with that moment and that transformation what was what was up with the fire being spewed out and just like enveloping his head like that was crazy people call goku <laughs> ghost rider yeah exactly like that's like his unofficial name ghost rider goku <laughs> yeah but, um... ghost rider goku exactly yeah so I, I had this idea like uh because i don't get too much into lore when i write i just want one basic point and I want to just build out of that. Like, if you think about God of War 4, Kratos just needs to get to the top of the mountain. That's the whole story. And then all this other cool stuff happens, and they're able to splinter out in all sorts of directions, and it'll always come back to that idea. He has to get to the top of the mountain. And then he... Well, he does. <laughs> but I, I, people have their chance to play. They don't mind. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I don't go too much into the lore. I kind of like the lore get created out of what I want to make sometimes. So this was one of those times. So I always had this idea that, like... Super Saiyan, the power of a Super Saiyan in my version of this is some, it's like an essence that you have to control and it, it, it's, it's fire, it's light, it's, it's inside your body, it's the core of your soul. So if you can't control it, what happens to Goku is what happens to you and you'll eventually die, you'll incinerate, you'll burn, burn away. And if you can control it, you're someone more like Vegeta who can just make it work. And that's why he has to try to really control it when he's getting like almost winded. But, um, so it being like a, a fire that's in your body, like it's got to come out. Right. And if it, like, that's why I, like I saw this piece of wood burning once, like, uh, and it was just a piece of wood. And like the, when you put the fire out, like the embers, they just start kind of like, uh, roll on the wood. I thought like that would be such a cool idea if I in- implemented that because the wood is still there, but it's like slowly deteriorating. So that's why his chest starts to burn and then it, it's burning him from the inside out. And so when he spews it out. I don't know. I, I just thought that would be a cool idea. and uh, Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, that's, boy. That's a crazy description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. So, I have a question off of that then. Because I don't think anyone was expecting that. Like, Mm-mm. not a single no soul. No either. <laughs> like, not a single soul. You know, there, there's like I said, there's so many different reasons why people love this and it's because it's 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 the perfect way to do a reimagined version of what is already known like you take what's there and then you add all this sauce to it that is the beautiful and best way to make like a a remake or a reimagine or retelling you know what i'm saying like Obviously, it's completely different because there's no Broly in Dragon Ball. There's no Vegeta in Dragon Ball. Okay, there's no, there's not, there's no Saiyan pods. There's none of that, right? There was, y'all get my point, right? But the, but, but taking it that far, it was like, it was, it was like, like the only word I can think of is perfect. It was done perfectly. Like, like legit, like it was done perfectly because when you think about it, right, especially nowadays, everything modernized to today's standards, there's always got to be some sort of like power up, especially in shonen anime, 
there's always mm-hmm. some type of transformation or something like that like like there's a, there's always going to be a moment where the protagonist or you know whoever's involved is going to have to be on a come up to overcome whatever threats in front of them and like the fact that you it's almost like you kind of played all of us in like the best way like this is like this is like the kind of surprise that you make you 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 it's like you bring you bring us all to Chuck E. Cheese, but then Chuck E. Cheese behind the door turns into like the most OD crazy theme park or some shit with all the best rides and attractions and everything. And we're just like, what the hell? So you started this with Dragon Ball. You say, oh, here, eh, just Dragon Ball, right? And then wait, Broly? Vegeta from the future? What? And then Goku with a... F- fucking transformation like that because i even said i was i thought you were going in the super saiyan 4 direction as soon as i saw that fur on his hand i was like oh my god we're going we're going primal (laughs) and then then that i i i was lost i was so lost in the best way possible i literally that no one no one could have saw that coming so that was a lot of a lot of praise with that but what i wanted to ask out of all of that was that hypothetically if there was a sequel if there was right the next time we see goku is he still gonna have all of those markings on his body or is that gonna fade away like over time i won't elaborate too much but i can tell you that those are just uh they're abrasions on your skin at the end. So okay. that's not like his new base form or anything like that. Okay. His body's just still burned. That's nice. So, okay. Nice. That's cool. I mean... Will like, there be more? We're going to save that for later. Let's save, <laughs> yeah, let's save that for later. I'll, I'll elaborate I got, on I got one some more thing. questions. Yeah, go ahead. Go so ahead. you were saying about, oh, uh, I played everyone. I gave them something that they weren't expecting and this sort of stuff. But, you know, if you think about it, um, a lot of times people don't attempt this sort of stuff is because if you change even 1% of something people really love, they'll like rip it apart or whatever. And maybe they're, they're not ready to be criticized in that sort of way. Um, this was made for me. So like, it doesn't matter what was coming my way. But also, I didn't change it by 1%. I changed it by a lot more than that. So I didn't give people a version, a cheaper, different version of what they already know. I just give them something different and maybe there's something in there for creators like if you just really do what you want to do um and you're just like all about making the art and making it as good as it can be for the sake of it being good for you uh there might be that might be like some form of controlling like the outcome uh, you can never really control the outcome but maybe there's something in there you know that's a great thing you said because um I first of all, I just, I should say this. I think you just you should you should just continue. Don't you know what? Don't even ignore the seven million people that watched it. Ignore them. They don't they don't matter, right? Just make just make something else for yourself. You know, just just have at it. You know, just just have at it. You know, because clearly your judgment is fire. Okay, like you and you said it right. You said it. You said. And that is the, the, oh my God, the, the truth among truths is that a lot of times people do not like change 
because there's a fear that when you change it, it's going to suck. But see, you took, but see, for you, it wasn't a risk because it was for you. It was for yourself. You wanted to do it for you, right? So realistically, there was no risk. You were just doing it because you are a fan. You love Dragon Ball. And you wanted to just present it as such. And you've been completely 100 about it. And it just so happened that you changed like so much and everybody's okay with it. And that's a part <laughs> of the reason why everybody loves it. Like everything we've, we've talked about so far is also true, right? You know, it's, 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 it was, it's something that a lot of us adults can can really absorb and appreciate and you know it brings us back to like how we felt when watching it but at the same time bro dude you really you really did something monumental like monumental like 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 didn't you tell me last week that like like your nephews are 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 mad at you because you don't realize how big this shit is (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah like yeah my sister's I think now people... a Dragon Ball Z expert. She's telling me, so I'm watching all these reactions. And I get it now. Why your thing is so good? Because everyone's saying like, oh, he understands this and that. <laughs> so I, at least out of all this, I turned my sister into a Dragon Ball Z fan, which is awesome. <laughs> That's Dude, crazy. That is. I think I think more people are okay with the change though, just because it's like the way you set it up. Like it's in a different timeline essentially. So like you're free yeah. to kind of do whatever you want, but you. I mean, you still have certain morals within the Dragon Ball era, so, I mean, you write it the way you feel is the right way, but it's your own story at the end of the day, which is, but it's still fire. It's just (laughs) so so rare to see content that has no head ass in it these days. Exactly. Like none, not even a single piece. Listen, Nasir, I will just say this as well. Like you said, it was for you. You had a projection of, okay, maybe 180,000 people will watch this. Well, no disrespect, I got shit on. Because 7 million (laughs) later, okay? 7 million plus later, and it's still going up, right? The Patreon, still going up. And, uh, yeah, people, people are really, really with it. And it's... It's, it, 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 it leaves it leaves a lot of folks super excited and just thrilled that even the way you did it and the way you left it open, <laughs> you know. But we'll I'm saving all of the 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 inevitable for for later into into this because there's there's so many other things that I want to ask you. So like taking a step back, right? Because we talked about inspiration with just create like why you created legend um and we touched on you know that i wanted to ask you like what when did you know that this path of art and animation was it for you um maybe when i was in grade three yeah i made my first animated movie in grade five and it was a dragon ball movie actually and I, I remember thinking, like, like how do they do it? Like, okay, so I'll just give you, like, a small backstory. Uh, the first Christmas present I ever got was from my sister's friend. My sister's older than me by maybe six or seven years. Uh, and her friend, who was kind of like a big brother to me, his name is Mark Sims. 
he one day I woke up and my sister's like, "There's a present for you upstairs." You know, we're Muslim. We don't do like Christmas and that sort of stuff. Mm. And、um, I'm like, "What do you mean?" And then I ran to the room and it was a Charizard. Oh, a chameleon, the the second one. Char、uh, Charmeleon, yeah. Charmeleon,、uh, Pikachu, and two boxes. And the boxes were two VHSs. The first one was Explosion of Goku's Dragon Fist, movie thirteen, and the other one was movie twelve, Fusion. I'm like, what is this? She's like, it's Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, oh man, this looks really sick. Cause like the same friend, and I'm I'm really young at the time. The same friend introduced me to anime, Bow the Visitor, the most ultra violent thing I ever seen, Giver. Like all these cool things. I'm like, man, is this what Japanese cartoons are like? And then she showed me Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, oh my god. And I watched these things, God knows how many times. I still have one of the VHSs actually, but、um, but that basically changed my life. So I wanted to make a Dragon Ball Z movie. So in grade five, I remember what I did. I still have the frames too. It's 180 drawings or so, maybe 187. And I remember I did this thing like I without even knowing what the hyperbolic time chamber was because I'd never seen it before. I only seen these two movies. I used to lock myself in my room with the window and door closed just so it would heat up, so I could like get the benefit of doing a whole day of drawing and then go eat something. And just to, when I would open the door, and that fresh air that would come. There's no air conditioning in the house, by the way. But that fresh air that would come, I felt like oh, I, it's a reward. I finally I earned what I was gonna do. And、um, I had to figure out how to make the drawings not move and slide and stuff. So I, I took like paper binds and stuff. And so. And I didn't know about light tables,、so、like I was really just trying to make this look good. The movie is awful, but like at the time, it made me the most popular kid at school because I, had, I, my f- the same friend Mark, he had a video camera because he wanted to become a director, and he is a director actually. And、um, I'm like, Mark, can you bring your camera to our house? I found a turkey box. I think I can figure out a way to not make the frames move. He's like, Yeah. So we had this turkey box that I placed the frames in, and they would always be in the same corner because I thought like if they keep shifting around, like the animation is not going to look good. And then I was trying to figure out like how do I do like a pan or something because I didn't know what it was called either. So we video taped taped each frame for two seconds. And then he had a color computer at the time, so he put it all on his computer and he sped it all up. And then we took music from Street Fighter EX, we put it into the on top of it, and that was my first movie. And then I had a VHS of it. This was my first movie. I, I gave it to my all my friends at school. Everyone was passing it around the school like,、hey, have you seen Nasser's movie? Yeah, have you seen it yet? And then. My brother taped over it with Dawson's Creek. I'll never forgive him. Betrayed me that day, and、um, but the thing is, I still had the frames. So by the time I was in animation school, I just shot it again. I put the same music on it. I made sure the timing was all tacky and all awful, just to recreate it. So I have a digital copy of that now. But、um, but yeah, so all back then, like in grade in grade three,、uh, I definitely fell in love with animation. Like this is what I have to do. I didn't realize it was a job though. You know, people just making pictures their whole life. I, that's someone's job. But then in grade five, I knew I wanted to be an animator, and then I went to university for something else. I finished my degree, and then that, as I was there, I was thinking of like pursuing a master's. I said to myself, I always wanted to do animation as a profession. I finally started understanding what it was all about. So while I was there, I, I saved up the whole time, and I said, if I want to do a master's, I'll come back. Your degree doesn't disappear if you leave school. But I went into animation, and then I never looked back. <laughs> so that was it. Wow, I hope you know. A lot of people are gonna want to watch that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll like, share that with people when they're ready. <laughs> dude, <laughs> this movie was good. <laughs> Yo, 
They need to get Toyotaro out of there. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. They, 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 they need to... They need to restructure this, uh, what they got going on over there at Toei. All right. And you know what? This reminds me. All hype aside, because, oh, man, that got me pretty, pretty hype. Just to hear that young you. Yeah, you've been doing this shit your whole life. <laughs> you you made, wait, hold on. Just, like, guys, can we just break this down for a second? Nasir literally made Legend off of them poorly doing Vegeta as a third and fifth grader he just decided oh yeah let me just make a fucking <laughs> animation and it was the hottest shit in school <laughs> bro I can only imagine what happened in that one for that for that time yo this here wait a minute did you did you make Super Saiyan 3 by accident did you? Did, what, 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 no, no, we're good. <laughs> okay, all right. I just had to make sure. But you know, uh, Goku does turn Super Saiyan three in both those movies, so I had seen what it was. Okay. So, by the oh, time true, I actually got Dragon yeah. Ball Z, like I didn't understand why like it didn't look like those movies. But then I, it kind of like cute. And I'm like, oh, that happens like way later. But then there are also movies, so like all that sort of stuff. You know, that would be some great Patreon content. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. All right, but I wanted to say, um, in in <laughs> in relation to all this, because what I was saying before, right? And this is actually a shout outs to Papa Ooch, because I was talking to Dad before this, right? I usually call him on my on my ride back from the gym, and you know, after he tells me, you know, he 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 got done doing his workout, or he's about to go on his walk or whatever. I was telling him about about you. And I was like, Dad, I'm about to have the creator of the single best thing in media today on this podcast. <laughs> and he's like, yo, that's awesome. That's fire. And he said, and this is common sense, right? He goes, wait a minute. He's like, how many views does that have? I'm like, 7.1 million and counting. He goes, holy shit. <laughs> he said... <laughs> He said, man, he said, and I quote, if they were smart, guess who fucking they is? <laughs> he said, if they were smart, they would have been hit you up and just brought you on and been like, oh, yeah, just, you know, keep keep it going, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll back it up, fund it. Listen, if I was Toei, I would have looked at your fourth goal as a joke. No offense. I would have been like, fifth, that's it? That's all you... Bro, if I'm Toei and I am spewing money out of all ends, I literally would have been like, here's 50, keep the change. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right? So, so yeah, so that was, that was you know, compliments from, from dad, right, to you because we were saying this all... We're praising Legend the entire freaking episode if you guys didn't really know this. Okay. But... This does lead me to one of my actual questions that I have written down here is that has anyone from Toei or anyone of any official capacity reached out to let you know that they've seen it or, you know, have any comments about it? No, and I hope they don't. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the, the, the longer this can be unnoticed by anyone like at that level, I think better because you never know, even though people like it, you never know it can be considered defamatory on a professional level 
people might like it so much, and that could be considered defamation because it's uh, potentially redirecting people in a direction that the company wishes that it shouldn't be that way. So I think it's wise that, like, uh, yeah, like it, it, uh, not wise, but that's not the right word. But I think it's a good thing that I haven't been contacted. I hope I don't ever get contacted, really. The only contact I would really ever want is if somehow I could get into a conversation just to say thank you to Akira Toriyama. Ooh. But uh, that's as far as I would want it. That's why. Now, here's, an, here's a thought, right? And I know this is definitely, in a sense, it, 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 this is, is a shot in the dark as well, right? Because, you know, for the reasons that you, that you mentioned, I mean, it, that, it, that is a very real thing to be worried about, you know, because whether it's, you know, how you handle which, by the way, guys, zero money was made off of this in case no one, in case no one knew, right? Um, even when you handle it like that and everything is built from scratch and it's out of love and it's, you know, a love letter and it has great intentions behind it and you're just doing it because, like you said, you made it for you, right? That is a fact. Despite all that, you know, there does come that... <laughs> That risk of it being too good. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine having that problem, right? Well, yeah, that, that, it is. It is that good, okay? Because it's a genuine concern right now. Yeah. I appreciate the fear. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that would be wild if they they were threatened. <laughs> well, see, and but to do that shit. No, no, no. <laughs> but see, but in a way, that's. I look at that, right, as, as as a few things, right? If I was Toei, and clearly if I was Toei, I would handle that, handle everything that they do completely differently. But, you know, that is its own problem in and of itself, culturally, right? But if I was them, and I saw something like that, like Legend, for whatever it was that I was, you know, were, I already had a, a 30-year legacy and, you know, established... I would, I would be, like, honored. I would be like, wow, like, somebody loved my work that much that they made their own version as just a way to just say, I love Dragon Ball Z, and thank you. Because that's what you did. I mean, the I, company might not care, but if Akira Toriyama, the creator, cared, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, right? So, like... So where I'm getting at, right, is that it's not alien to the idea of having multiple continuities in Dragon Ball, okay? Because that's an ongoing debate in the modern bullshit that's happening, but that's neither here nor there. But what I am getting at is that there does there there's already things within the universe the overall universe of dragon ball like the umbrella of dragon ball that exists in their own places so like we have the mainline stuff right and then of course there are the original movies that everyone just labels as non-canon because they are not canonical to the main continuity of the story that has been laid out you know through the manga and the anime or whatever and then there's things like Super Dragon Ball Heroes, where Super Dragon Ball Heroes is a game. It's a video game that makes enough money that they can literally pump out its own manga mm-hmm. and its own anime to promote that video game, right? Is that the one that looks like a 
like a big DeviantArt's version of anime, uh, like Dragon Ball Z. Like, <laughs> it might as well if I could be. So many like different. It's just like a, it's completely different, right? Like it's Trunks it's is super completely Saiyan different, 3, like all this sort of stuff. Yeah, they take okay, yeah. they they basically they so in Super Dragon Ball Heroes, they have multiple timelines going on, like and and the characters intertwining with each other. So like you'll have what is known as Zeno Goku. Which is a Goku that is essentially GT, like he has a Super Saiyan 4, interacting with our Goku, which has the Super Saiyan Blue and Ultra Instinct and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they're literally like fighting alongside each other. There's a, there's a few times where they spar or whatever. And that, and that exact thing is applied to not only just the main characters, but characters that are dead, that are like you haven't seen in forever, like... There's like this full power Turles now that he's got the ratted Super Saiyan 3 looking hair. And I saw that and I was so confused. I was like, how the hell did we get here? But my point is that there's so many other like it's not it's not completely alien to want that because we've talked about this on the podcast before. And one of the things that we would love to see happen to the franchise is if they treated Dragon Ball almost like a Marvel, where Marvel, right? Funny enough, you, you know, you kind of work for them, right? Uh, they have all these superheroes, right? Everybody has their own story, and they all intertwine at some point, one way or another, with each other. And there's different stories told by different authors, and there's this, there's 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 Earth six one six, and you know all these different you know spots in time and history and whatever and i'm like dude they could and should do that with dragon ball especially when we have stuff like this that is just so good on its own that it's almost it's almost criminal to just not you know give it that space where it's just like okay we know we have the main stuff we know we have Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Hell, we know that we even have any game that they come out with. Because games like Kakarot, they end up changing or doing something different with the story, which always causes an uproar and confusion within mm. the fandom. Because, again, not everybody is like in sync with knowing, like, hey, it's a game. They're going to change things. It doesn't really matter, right? But that's another continuity in and of itself. And then it even goes down to the level where... And not a lot of people remember this, but there's there exists a manga that was a complete gag. It was called the reincarnation of Yamcha. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, never heard of that one. But this is a rare this is a rare occurrence that takes place in our history with this fan, with this with you know with this franchise and IP that they published officially through Viz and all that a manga that had realistically Nothing to do with anything, but it obviously came directly from the source material. It was basically about a fan that is a fan of Dragon Ball, loves Dragon Ball Z, and somehow wakes up as Yamcha in the main story of all the events that already have have taken place. Mm -hmm. And and, And to him, he's like, wow, like I know everything that happens. I can change the fate of Yamcha. I can end up with Bulma. And it's so funny, right? It's a gag. 
and it's something to enjoy that's the thing we want more more content to enjoy and i own it i read it and i loved it i thought it was fucking hilarious i was like dude this is actually like funny and what happens at the end is just like oh, okay well it was fun it was a good read not a waste of my eight dollars that i spent or whatever right and i'm just like see things like that can work there is a there is a space for this and you clearly proved it on that level so i mean it would be nice if even toriyama because i mean look 7.1 million bro to me i'm just like there's no way somebody over there hasn't seen it for themselves and they at least they're doing one of these they're like <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to freaking put that out there, man, that, like, I think it would be really cool, and and I don't think, I honestly, and, and that's another thing, I don't, I don't think that it would really threaten anything, because Dragon Ball has its legacy, it's established, it's not going anywhere, as long as they choose to keep writing for it, it's always going to have a place in people's hearts, on people's TV screens, no matter what. This podcast is built off of that. And despite how we might feel about a lot of things, we're still talking about it. Right? We're still we're still critical, we still love it, we still hate it. <laughs> you know, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a give and go type thing, right? And I and I really believe that it wouldn't even if like the best case scenario they hit you up and they're like you know we really liked what you did so here's what we're gonna offer and oh that would be great i would feel like like i have had no part in this outside of just providing you guys with more hype and getting more people excited about it with my theory videos and all this stuff and like like you guys do not owe me shit because i feel like i owe y'all everything for giving us what you gave us the gift that is legend right and it would be cool it would be really cool if 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 they if they went out of character and was just like okay like <laughs> let's do it like how like it, like like how would that make you feel it's complicated because originally i thought that might be a good idea but then i started to think um yeah, if they ever did want to do something like that, it's just me working for them. And I don't know if you know anything about Japanese animation budgets. They're not very good a lot of the times. The staff is very underpaid, and it is a lot of overtime and that sort of stuff. I don't know what their feature budgets are like, though. So I treat Legend as a feature, not TV animation. So you never know. I, wouldn't, I would never want to underpay animators. And if that's what it would take to get your movie to look that good, like Dragon Ball Z Super Broly, I would never do it that way. But there's not really even, honestly, there's not a reason for me to even say that because that's that's almost undermining them. Like, oh, you don't think we would give you a proper budget for this? Like, so. But I mean, if all things were like green, like if I could, if they, if I could get their their sign off and this sort of stuff, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. That gets me waka waka the dog. Oh my god, yo Brandon, I know you have something to ask this man, so go ahead and ask him. <laughs> will there will there be more? No, not that question. The other one. What? What? 
Oh, we're still saving that shit? Yes, we're still saving that. We got plenty of time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk to me about the Patreon. Okay, so you guys were all ripping me about that, and I watched I was laughing because I'm a comedian. Yeah, we, we, we were. I don't want to say. I don't want to say we were ripping. It was more so about just. It was interesting. It was yeah. interesting, but it was more so like, what the what's going on here? And so was your response. That was interesting to me. So what I'll say is this: um, I like what you guys, the points you brought up. It's like, listen, if you're serious about getting to that goal, raise it. But I can't raise it until I have something different to give. Because I don't look at it as a donation system. You're not just just helping me. I mean, there is a, a, a one dollar thank you tier, which I'm eternally grateful for. Anyone who just for the for the sake of just wanting to support, that you just give a dollar. But I look at the Patreon as that other tier, the three dollar tier, and that's a transaction. It's not a donation. You're getting something from me every every month. So until I can give you something that's not that, I can't ask for more. I think, and I'm I am working on another tier though. It's kind of like an educational tier. It's considered like a library, so there's a lot of artists and animators and sort of stuff out there where it's hard for them to curate lists. You know, like getting good reference for film shots and anatomy and good anime and like all sorts of stuff. And I've been doing that for myself for God knows how long. So I'm kind of formulating a Discord. It's kind of like a non-talking Discord where you're just gonna be invited to it if you're in that tier, uh, third tier, whatever it will be. And it's for people who are just serious about mastery but getting better at what they do and if you can't look if you don't have time to look for it you don't know what to look for i've done that work for you and yeah sure there'll be other perks to it like maybe like behind the scenes stuff and you're talking about my grade five dragon ball z movie ryan so maybe that'll be in there but um that would be the next level of what i can give to people so that's it that's it really now it's it's extremely honorable to think of the Patreon that way. But what exactly is stopping you from setting up a pure donation system to help you achieve that goal, or literally just anything else in general? Because at the end of the day, a donation is a donation. It's coming purely from the heart, and no one's expecting anything from it. And it can help you, you know, reach that 15k mark or do anything else that you might need to. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, you did say something there that no one's expecting anything of it. I do think though that's a little unrealistic considering how many people liked the film. I think they are expecting a hundred percent that under any well circumstances or even bad circumstances that if we if you fund you properly or if you hit your goal you're gonna make the second one right away. Mm. And there there are other things in my way that would prevent me from making a second one. So the worst situation I could think about being in is some sort of like really generous big spender says here here's 10k here's 15k go do your thing. Oh, wait, you're not making a second one? Oh, I feel ripped off now. Why did I even help you out? Like, you don't want to be in someone's pocket for that reason. If, if I'm going to ever try to raise a budget for something, it's because you're going to get something out of it. So I would never try to, I would never preemptively try to raise for something to have no guarantee that I can deliver yet. And that's why I think Legend worked out so well, because there's no money obviously involved, but also nobody knew about it. It was all dependent yeah. on me finishing it, and I 100% knew I would finish it. So there was no stipulation of whether it would get done or not. If I had, for some reason, like done like a Kickstarter in 2018 saying, hey, here's a trailer, would you want to fund it? I would have had no issue doing it because I knew I was going to finish. But it's just not how I do things. Like I would rather, if it was a Kickstarter, it'd be something like a, um, it would be something I was 80% done already. And when I released it, it's like, it's going to be done no matter what, whether people help me or not. But if people help me, then think about it like back pay. You know, like you can actually now cover the bases. But again, Legend's a very unique situation because all the people involved in it, they did it because they trusted me. They just wanted to help me out. My stray dog guys, like, 
Stray Dog is a collective of nine animators and artists where we just we just work together. And when we get client work, whoever brings client in, we hire each other out for the work. But Legends, not client work, is, that was a project I brought to the group. So if I'm doing like 90% of the lifting, everyone's like, yeah, let me help you out. But there's a limit from how much you can ask from your own team. And I guarantee you they would have did way more for me if I asked them. But I can't ask that of, of everyone. Like I, I kind of had the mentality, like if I can't get it done myself, uh, I, I don't want to do it. It may take way longer to do. And the reason it took four years is because I was working full time the whole time. I had just gotten married. I got, like, you know, life, that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, scrounging for midnight minutes, an hour here, 20 minutes there, like, it all adds up. So it's definitely it's definitely the way I like to do things. Like, um, setting a plan, sticking with it, adjusting it if things go, you know, outside of the plan. But I, when, it, when there's money involved, like, I definitely don't like having other people have any, like, any sort of like small expectation attached to it even if they're doing it very generously like they may be like oh i, I give you a thousand dollars but oh you're not doing it ah that's a bit unfortunate but okay go do your thing like um that's like a, a feeling i just don't want to inspire in people like it feels like a letdown and like yeah that, that there's nothing more special than that all right let me let me ask this then so if you if you had like uh let me see like an incentive in your own mind to to make a, a second one for example like would you add that to a to the patreon like if you had a kind of like a set date in the future for, like if you wanted it to come out type of thing okay so it feels like we are asking me now if there's going to be a second one so uh, may i elaborate on that <laughs> yeah go, go, go. all right go Yo, ahead right, right we can't we can't do this right right this man but okay i still got questions too yeah like yeah. we're not done yet <laughs> okay so the answer is not yes but it's definitely not no so, oh that's what i like to hear that's all i need i'll tell you this so uh, a year ago i had written roughly a, a sequel to this um and i roughly planned it out how it would work the movements and that sort of stuff i didn't storyboard it there's no art related to it except for maybe one sketch but i won't talk about that but, oh um, please don't tell him! Don't tell him what you told me last week. Yeah, because is, like, Nasir, if you, but with all no. things good, if you no. say, if you spill the beans now, people oh. will be at your door. Do yeah. not tell them, please. But go um, ahead, please. So I did plan out a sequel to this, which, to be honest, like it would be a 22-minute OVA, feature quality sort of thing. Um, and if I if I plan it out well, it would actually be in two parts, which I essentially would make a Legend of Trilogy. But um, but uh, the only there's only two circumstances I would actually seriously go for it. So the first is if I had a budget to be able to pay people to do it this time. Uh, you can't make 22 minutes when you're married. You know, the first one's free. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, but for that to happen, the second circumstance would have to be true. Is if if Toei Animation had done something like Marvel What If or Star Wars Visions where they give people creative license to do whatever they want and they said hey if you can raise your own budget go do it I guarantee you there would be a legend uh, Kickstarter and honestly for the amount of people who liked it I think it would be funded and I would be able to make it under that circumstance you but, think? Well, so, <laughs> and that's why I said like it's definitely not yes but absolutely not no because I think even just for my own uh, sake I'm going to finish writing it the way I want and I might even storyboard it out, which is a lot to storyboard, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, because uh, I, yeah. the only reason I'm asking is because, I mean, you said you you finished it, but 
I just had I just had <laughs> I just had ass. So, you know. Yeah, I think you guys get like if there was never a second one, and we never know, but uh, I think Legend was just like um, it was for me. It was like a personal. It was like a master class in animation for myself. I got to explore all the types of animation I wanted to do, and at the same time, like I wanted to like just show Canadian animation isn't lame, you know. So uh, that I guess socially, that's what I wanted to do with it. But now it's like. Like I was saying, it's going to become a great assist one day. So now it's just a, a bit of media that people could have enjoyed and have like good feelings attached to it. So if there was never another one, it wouldn't it wouldn't taint how nice the first one was, I suppose. So you're basically confirming that the second one would blow the first one out of the water. It would decimate it, man. The way I it, <laughs> it would be like remember, like a lot of the lore in here. Like I think the reason people really like this is because there's a lot of callbacks to the original content but from here it's unknown territory right and that means i really get to unleash my ability to write a good story because mine's loosely related to the original but right. after that it won't be related at all and uh i, th- I think it's a good story <laughs> so would you only would you limit it to only like a three-part story or like how far would you go yeah i would go three because you know as an artist there's a lot of things i want to do so it would take quite some time to get that done and you know when you start a project the first thing you think is like, what's the next one i can do oh but i haven't finished the first one <laughs> so yeah. yeah like uh yeah the, the artist in me would be itching to do something else but uh the 2018 me was itching to do this and that man is satiated now so <laughs> oh, wow there you got it there you heard you heard it guys it's 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 in existence it's <laughs> It's in existence, all right? And that's, I mean, everything about this whole jam session is exclusive. This is, you're hearing this stuff here first, but oh my God. Just hearing that is like, is music to my ears. And I will add this. And I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, this is, I'm, I would never press you to do anything, right? Because I, I have to respect how, because like how you said, like, you know, you wouldn't want to be in anyone's pockets like that. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. you know, that, that does make a lot of sense because in, in a way that would almost kind of like ruin what made the first one so special, right? Like you're, you're going to work on your terms, you know what I'm saying? So, but I just, I do want to share, right? I had a, a little daydream. Okay. And in my daydream, I literally, uh, was, I don't even know where the hell I was at, where I was at. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where the hell I'm at. Okay. But I'm over here just like doing my thing. Next thing you know, you release a video. And it's very discreet. Like, the title is just like, what, what is this, right? And then you do the whole, you come back in the chair, right? And he goes, hey, guys. My name is Ashir Pasha, and uh, I'm the creator of Legend of Dragon Ball Tale, right? And you talk about how, how great it was, and this and that, and you're thanking the fans. And next thing you know, you just drop the two. <laughs> Right? Stranger things too. <laughs> <laughs> you drop a two, and that w- and and you do it around Christmas, right? And I thought about it, and I'm like, that would literally be like the greatest gr- Christmas gift I could ever want, to be honest. <laughs> like just just a just an announcement, not not the whole thing finished, right? But like the announcement of you officially coming out and being like, okay, guys. 
it's happening. Just like this whole, just like this whole thing, it's happening, <laughs> you, right? You hyped the hell out of our talk, man. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't conceive that. You like the trailer? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it was so sick. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I was excited. What, what can I say? Like, you know, passion, passion for the passion, you know. The passion. Oh, what should we call it? Like a second introduction would be crazy. That that shit would probably <laughs> fucking go crazy. A like second introduction to what? Do you mean? Not to like the part two, like oh, <laughs> when that when whenever it decides to happen, you know. Yeah, because it's in the air. <laughs> yeah. That would be crazy, but uh, yeah, I mean, this was kind of like a dream project for myself, and nothing could have stopped it. But that just definitely blockades, you know. Definitely a dream project though, because man, I, the screenplay would be good. <laughs> so. So phase one would definitely have to like that. That fourth goal would have to be met, though. Like, because even though you said yeah. you would wanna, like, you're gonna work on it. Like, you know, you said you might get storyboard a little, you know, a little bit or whatever. Um, and, but you know, aside from that, like, like hitting that fourth goal would definitely be like a shit moment for you, right? <laughs> Yeah, so, like, uh, the way I worded it on my Patreon, I hope it's clear, but, like, uh, Stray Dog, like, we just, like, developing cool stuff. Like, whether it's fan content or original content, like, that's my way of saying that my portion of Stray Dog, I can start hiring out my team to make cool stuff. So whether it's, like, a different idea that I was working on or it's one of theirs I want to develop and help them, like, get everyone paid and so they're working on it for, like, a short burst, um, that's what that is. If I ever did, like, a second thing like Legend, I would probably do a Kickstart for it because it would cost so much money that... Um, I would probably have to have that 15,000 goal for 10 years to be able to, uh, do you know what I mean? Like to give you a, just to give you like a bit of context, like an episode of legend of Korra in 2012 probably cost something around 400,000 per episode without the music budget. And that's a 22 minute TV show, but like I'm going for feature. So you, uh, and that was in 2012. So Yeah. Um, that's I mean, crazy. That, that number might might not be accurate, but like it's probably pretty close. Wow, man, that that's some perspective for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that is really crazy. Jeez, that's yeah, good work is expensive, man, and they their work was as good as it came. You know. Yeah. So I mean, since we're still on this topic of like the Patreon, right? And you did mention that you know a third tier is in the works. Do you have any kind of like anticipated release date for that? Uh, no, I'm just uh, curating the Discord right now, and it's actually pretty close to uh, completion. But uh, yeah, I just have a few things. They're actually legend related. That um, uh, it's, I'm doing like basically like a small documentary to wrap all the project together, uh, and it's gonna be really short. But um, actually, it being shorter by might be longer than the film. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Once I finish that up, like, I'm going to consider this project, like, finally say, like, it's complete. And then I can, like, focus a little bit more on that third tier. Until then, like, just being able to continue doing what I do with it, like, doing sketches and, like, if I do, like, working progress animations and stuff like that, I can definitely maintain that sort of stuff. Like, the way I kind of look at the Patreon is, like, think about it, like, um, it's, like, a very, like, non-pressure thing. Like, it's not like I'm making content for people. I'm making what I'm already going to make for myself. What it is is, like, they're, they're putting their money into forcing me to make time for myself. Because I always say, like, I want to sketch. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm always, like, swallowed in client work. I'm pushing it away. I'm like, oh, I'll sketch later. I'll do this. I never make time for myself. Legend was a different case because it was so, like, habitual. Like, I, 
You have 30 minutes free, you're working on Legend. An hour tonight, you're working on Legend. Like, I wouldn't make time for anything else in terms of, like, a free time hobby sort of thing. So, sketching, studying, all this sort of stuff, I love that, but I just won't make time for it. So, them being able to fund me saying, hey, no, we're giving you money. Now you have to make time for yourself. Like, that's how I look at it. So, it's definitely no pressure. It's definitely, like, it's humbling and, like, now, like, I have an excuse to say, nope, you got to spend three hours this week just drawing for yourself. And that's what get, people get to see. So I, when I get to that mentality for a third tier where I can start curating and giving people stuff, that'll definitely kickstart that. I'm ready to upgrade my tier, bro. I'm just letting you know. You say the word and send that notification. My shit's getting upgraded on site. <laughs> okay. Like... Cause I mean, cause this a thing, and when you when you word it like that, and you con- and you're and you're like, you know, bringing that reality into all of this, right? Perspective wise, for people to like absorb, and that's really good, right? That you're that you yourself are another real one, right? Like you you keep it a thousand, not even just a hundred, right? And I think that you are in your own right like the ultimate content creator right because for me someone like me right same concept if i have all these supporters right that are just you know sub subbing to my tiers at whatever amount at a certain dollar you know that will enable me to literally focus way more time on that to the point where I wouldn't need a full-time. They wouldn't need a full-time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how the whole, like, you know, content creator, I guess, like, vibe really works, right? Because, like, because I'm on the grind of full-time, right? This is this, all of this stuff. Everything that's involved with, you know, this podcast and all the stuff that I do on my own and my stream and everything. That is clear as day. For all these years that I've been grinding, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to keep, you know, doing it how I know how to do it. And hopefully one day we get to that point, right? And, but it goes back to what you said. Like, this is, that would be, you know, like in all these, I'm looking at 848 patrons of yours right now. That's insane. I can't even comprehend that. Dude, that's (laughs) almost a thousand people that are trying to say, do your thing, bro. (laughs) That's wild, man. yeah like that's that's really cool like that is that's like direct support so in a sense i know i speak for a lot of people when i say that like the second you drop that that next tier like don't be surprised if a lot of people upgrade their threes to whatever the amount is so i you know there are some people who i don't even know how this is possible because i don't think i understand patreon completely but they're already (laughs) turning their threes into tens I don't understand how, like, it says, like, the person has adjusted their $3 membership to a $10 one. Like, I, how is that even possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> What? You could do that? Yeah, I guess so. People out here hacking to Yo. give you money. <laughs> 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 That's how bad he got to raise these tears. You're making people cry tears. You got to raise them. <laughs> <They're> cry tears. <laughs> Dude, that's actually hilarious. Because I never thought you could even do that, but Nasir, man, but you're about to. That's I mean, if you got people out here hacking the system just to give you money, like come on, bro, like that's 
That's OD. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm not really well, sure what to make of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I could tell. Shit, he, I could tell. He's lucky he don't do. Well, he, don't, he don't. You don't do Twitch, right? I have a Twitch. Right. Like I use it sometimes to stream and stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm, okay. I'm gonna be probably doing it quite a bit more uh, in the coming months, especially after I make my third year, because uh, I want to use it as a way to kind of engage with people. Like I, I'm assuming a lot of people who support my Patreon are also artists. So, um, people who were like, I, I want to do like certain things that are like related like community. So with my discord, I'm not trying to make like a community where, you know, oh, you get to know me and we're, we're all talking stuff. No, it's just a list. It's like a library. You go to a library, you don't talk, you look at books, right? Uh. But with, with the Twitch, I want that to be like, um, something where you can actually engage with the artist. Like maybe, maybe there's a time where like in a month I'll accept like submissions for people who want drawovers or something like that. So, um, and I'll do it on Twitch stream, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Just another form of me being able to slightly be able to interact with other artists. So mm. the, the reason why my brother asked you that question is I'm sure has something to do with, do you have a donation <laughs> set up for oh, your uh, Twitch? It's funny. Cause you know, like on ps4 you can get like achievements and games and stuff like that yes so, so twitch has that it's like oh you had like seven out of ten people talking in your stream or yeah like, so it's called like the path to an affiliate i'm guessing when you get to affiliate like you can actually uh have people make donations right no but- so how that works is if you have if, okay so if you're not an affiliate yet once you get your affiliate then that's when you're able then people are able to subscribe to you on twitch Mm-hmm. With like what's the difference twi- between following and subscribing? I don't think I understand. So on that. Twitch, following is just like people subbing on YouTube. It, it, there's nothing. It's just they they're following your account, and mm-hmm. whenever you go live, they should get an alert so that they can go and watch you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Subscribing on Twitch is they pay four ninety nine. Portion goes to Twitch. A portion goes to you. Mm-hmm. So. That's how that would work. There, so oddly enough, on Twitch also, um, there are three tiers of subs or four technically because there's Twitch Prime, which is like a free sub, as long as they have like their Amazon account linked and they have Amazon Prime. Um, but then there's like tier one, tier two, tier three, and those are like nine ninety nine at tier two, and then like twenty four ninety nine at tier three. And usually, what people do is they'll have like you know like special kind of emotes. So I mean, you could really make your twitch like legendified right <laughs> and like you have like the 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 um the savior of heaven like 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 emote you have the the new king vegeta emote like you have you can have all that right like you could even set up your alerts to be themed like i was already about to start making my own gifts of scenes from the movie to use for my own stream because like that, i found like, some on discord if you type in like legend a dragon ball tale like you'll find oh yeah of it. Like, it's crazy yeah people have already done them so you know like so yeah because that's 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 the thing with twitch right like you know when you are known for something people like supporting even if they're not guaranteed something because that's honestly that's a that's a part of what we all do is that mm-hmm. We're doing it because we want to do it, because we love doing it. And along the way, we're trying to teach, you know, educate, enlighten, entertain. That's how I put it, right? My three E's, right? Um, and I'm going to give you a fourth one. We're encouraging. <laughs> we're encouraging you, right, to 
I guess, have that other thought behind it, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, you you will definitely, you know, have people wanting to throw money at you with the with the with the pre notion that you know they're hoping that Legend Two does come eventually, right? But so, sorry, um, I was gonna say, but like that that's the thing, you know, um, if he if he states that whatever donation he sets up is going to be for you know the enjoyment of the first project and as a pure donation as a thank you or whatever, I think that you know we. I'm definitely not the best at this either, but we got to remember that some people out there really just have the money and just want to spend it. Right. You know, like, that's how it goes. They see you for what you, who you are, right? And like, and like, I I will tell you this, right? Like, I will never understand why people go out of their way to have subbed to me on my own Twitch and have dumped actual direct donations to me. I'll never get it. Just like, you know, like how, you know, you, you kind of confirmed for us that like, even after 7.1 million views, you're just like, I don't even know what to make of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're in shock. And every time it happens to me in, in the, you know, in the ways that it does for me, I'm just like, why? Like, there's always that question, like, why? Because people just love seeing someone else be themselves, Right. So you can make it very clear. You can make it abundantly clear. Be like, you know, like all donations, right, are appreciated, not required. And does and for you, you'd have to leave this in there. You'd have to be like, and does not guarantee, <laughs> you know, that's the key, right? You have to, there's, that's what disclaimers are for, you know? So that way you and your creativity and your mentality and your health are protected. And that's it, you know, because... You know, leaving leaving that open for folks, and I mean, it's not like you're gonna stream every day. You know, like I don't know, like what kind of streaming schedules you're gonna have, because you know, you have your full time, you got full time job. You know, you got a wife, freaking little legend on the way. You know what I'm saying, right? So you know, his power level is gonna be through the roof. (laughs) I can only imagine for Twitch. Like, there's only one uh, like requirement that I never make, and it's that I have to stream on seven different days in a month. It's always it's always the same day I end up doing it, uh-huh. and uh, it I guess maybe it resets at the next month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I, I never end up doing it, so uh, that's my only blockade between me and the the that happening. But you know I see Twitch like it's just like a nice fun place to be able to hang out and uh, just draw. But right. I I don't uh, there there does have to be a, like a maintained level of consistency with Twitch for people to I don't know to build a community or to do that sort of stuff, but. I think the artist in me, like, almost doesn't want to do that just because, you know, like, with Legend, like, I just keep my head down and just focus on the art. Like, you guys ever have, like, this feeling where you're working on something, whether it's a drawing or something, but, like, you finish it and you're so excited, you're so happy with how it turned out that you wanted to share it with somebody. Not because you're just waiting for them to say, oh, yeah. how good this is. You just want, you're just excited and you want to share that excitement. And that's, that's a good feeling. With Legend, I had that at, like, 9,800 times in four years because how much drawing was involved. So, yeah. um, but I couldn't show anybody. So, but it's kind of like um, ingrained, like this level of just keep your head down and do the work. Right. So, um, I like Twitch, but I like it probably f- less for the the monetary aspect of it and like the consistency and the 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 community building. I think I just like it kind of like a chill place. 
maybe people can ask you about what you're doing when you're actually doing it because this is the stuff that you are willing to show them instead of just keeping your head down but uh yeah i think just the way my my drawing habits are like they're a little bit more like um geared towards just being solo but, well uh, listen yeah i mean that's a great i mean that's fair but so have you ever considered why don't you just do it on youtube i do what on youtube everything you just say you just want to draw stream you know have like a little bit of interactivity with people like you can literally do everything that you want to do as is right on your on your your channel that kind of blew up you know yeah i never thought from, about like, that but yeah i could i could try that yeah like you went from what 5k to like two hundred twenty nine thousand or something like that i think he's almost at uh 300 there it is it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. like talk about blowing up overnight like I mean, that, that's an option. And honestly, like, because you're clear, I'm. Do you have the check mark? Does he have the check mark? I don't even know. I don't think so. What's that mean? The check is like, uh, no. Nah. Yeah, that. I mean, I don't even think that really matters. But mm -hmm. if you were to, because you could definitely stream, obviously, because you have a lot of followers on there. You have a lot of subscribers, and I'm sure people would tune in to watch you draw you know just to just to because there's there's so when you look at um anything really like anything that's like like that has any kind of traction behind it mm -hmm. there's gonna be like your general audience of like everybody like all the like the pool of people that have that have watched it right which, which is a mix of hardcore casual people that have never seen dragon ball z before or anything like that right and that's what makes up your 7.1 million plus viewers on that, right? But then when you do something like streaming and you doing something like in real time, that's when you're going to get like your real support, you know, like guys like us, you know, that are going to pull up and want to just have that interaction because that's why we feel so honored that you chose us to be your first, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Thank no you. man, this it's honor is mine. Like you guys, you have a great channel. Like you guys, I, I mentioned it. Like you're good radio. Like it's not easy to be that, you know. Like and you, you just said it. Like you maybe have one word written, and then you just do your whole thing as it. <laughs> it's like being a freestyle rapper. We're the strongest rappers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, it's not easy to come by people like that. So, and there's three of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the fact that you guys wanted to jam together is really nice. Like, like. I think, like, I hope it's not, like, confusing. Like, you see a number, like, 300,000 people follow. Like, dude, I'm just an artist. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I was, well, <laughs> it's, like, 2000 before that, right? Like, no one would bat an eye flash at that. So, um, yeah, like, it's, I'm really happy, like, I can meet people like you. Like, Legend has brought me, like, a lot of nice things. But, like, new friendships, like, a few small ones, like, that's been probably, like, the, the best thing out of it. So, yeah, thank yeah. you for having me here. <laughs> Dude, you are always welcome here. Like, you know, if, you, if you're bored, bro, and on a Tuesday, and you're just like, yo, Ooch, what, what do you guys do? You, you guys recording? You want to hop on? We'll catch you up on all the bullshit headass that has nothing to do with Legend, and we'll have a grand old time. Good shit. Yeah, man. Uh, Naturally. Yeah, like, you are always, you are always welcome here, man. Like, you like and honestly we don't really have too many guests as is right like the guest that we do have is just big brother geekdom the biggest freaking dragon ball youtuber today really right like he like he he has so much rapport with the community you know like people go to him 
for literally anything confirmation debunks you know just mm-hmm. a lot of things with the continuity and just everything about dragon ball right um and and to the point where i mean he streams on twitch and when he and i love when he does this he he watches episodes of dragon ball z and full movies of dragon ball z and like sometimes of super and like sometimes of dragon ball and he'll basically like dissect why it it was so awesome at the time and watching it back now like it was just the other day he was streaming the meta cooler movie and i haven't seen that movie in years and let me tell you i forgot how godlike that movie is like i only remember portions of it but i remember when i would see clips of it it that's feature you know like as good as dragon ball can look you'll find yup and he has like the movie rips like he, he he has like the best quality like out the theater he got the film type shit like quality for his streams and he watches it and he'll he'll break it down he'll dissect it and around the time like right after as a matter as a matter of fact when you dropped legend his chat geeked him have you seen it have you seen it legend have you seen legend and he had to keep keep telling people guys i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna react to it it's gonna come out on this day so chill <laughs> like he had to tell people like be like he had to like stop doing what he was doing because legend because is this that important it's if exactly. you ever ended up doing it and you find it you can send it my way i'd like to see it oh his reaction oh i got you i'll, I'll pull it up right now because he <laughs> he literally um he, he he kept his word he he did it when he said he was gonna do it and so- uh so yeah. who is he? He's, he does like commentary on Dragon Ball Z. So Geekdom One Hundred and One is the he he's like the Dragon he's Mister Dragon Ball he is the Dragon Ball guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this for years. He's a full time creator for Dragon Ball, and him and I are friends. We've been friends for a pretty long time at this point, and uh, he's good people. You know, like he he. He he's come on to here like more than anyone else, and like the only other person that we've had here on as a guest has been uh, my one friend Roxo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's also a fan, obviously, of Dragon Ball. But um, you know, like having Geekdom on is like having him on here, and then talking about all of the stuff that's going on currently in in you know Dragon Ball is like a is a fresh of a breath of fresh air, right? Because we have our thoughts. And how things are going, and then he comes on and he just validates it all. Like he he's like he's like King Yemma with the stamp. He's like, yup. He's like, yup. Well, this is right. Yup. Well, if you guys uh, want to talk a bit about validation, I wouldn't mind uh, elaborating on some of your theories that you've been having up until now. <laughs> Go ahead, Kai. <laughs> I've been holding on to this one, so I'm gonna just go ahead and eat myself in here. So. Uh... <laughs> So um, I have I have a theory because uh, I've I've been clearly preparing for this for a couple of days now <laughs> at the very least for this conversation and something caught my attention with Vegeta and not just Vegeta but we could talk about the Vegetas okay because mm-hmm. there's more than one right now in in Legend continuity forget Super right now we're just talking about Legend we're back on this right Facts. So, the real content the- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do the pose. <laughs> 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 the real content. But yeah, so 
so I had a question about that because, um, you know, there was there was that scene with Emperor Vegeta sitting on the throne. You know, my son, my all that, son. right? Exactly, Ugh. right? And he's holding what seemed to be a crown, mm-hmm. and we know that that is Emperor Vegeta. We know that, you know, this the the Vegeta that we're familiar with is King Vegeta that went back, you know, to fight Broly and all this stuff. He's not the Prince of All Saiyans. He's the king. And so that's that's absolutely huge for the character in general. That's fucking huge. That's amazing. I love it. I'm glad that he finally got that. So thank you for giving that to him because it was so well deserved and so so long put off. It was oh my god. It was it was great. So I'm glad you think everything that every single kid watching Dragon Ball thought. <laughs> seriously. So my question is he mentioned a uh, King Vegeta, right? The younger one. King Vegeta mentions that he has been preparing for this moment all his life. And that got me thinking. He's the king, and the emperor just said that his throne will be waiting for him when he returns. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm wondering, hold on a minute. Is taking Broly out King Vegeta's coronation request to <laughs> become the emperor? That's a cool idea. It's, uh, it's not exactly accurate. You can think about it like this. Have you ever seen Naruto? Oh! Yes, sir! Oh, yes, sir! I'm in the right house. No, 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 before you answer that, I just want you to know. I just want you to know you just did something else. You just oh, you just God. did something else, okay? What? For for my whole life. I I have been waiting for this moment right now. Okay? This man has been avoiding Naruto forever. And he I said, yo, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? What do I have to do to get you to watch it? And now you, sir, have made history yet again. Let's go. As soon as he said it, I was like, yo, Uchi's about to grill the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, boy. Uh, Ryan asked me to say that, by the way. But, um, oh I'm joking. <laughs> nah, yeah. I didn't. But yeah, um, I only bring up Naruto. If you know anything about the characters, the Hokages, um, the third Hokage is this old guy. But the fourth Hokage, who is supposed to be after him, is gone. And the third Hokage resumes his post. Mm. So he didn't die before his, uh, his mantle was passed on to the next Hokage. The w- way I look at Emperor Vegeta is uh, he's passed it on to the Vegeta we know to become king and he's like a, a Hokage figure so um yeah he's not out of commission but he's also not the he's not the crowned king you know like a retired mm, king gotcha. you call it. yeah see see my yeah like my theory had stemmed from like two two things him you know like kind of holding the throne which because you know they both had different titles so I was like okay why would why would that be the case and the other one is um his, just his age, because, you know, like, Saiyans mm. age very, very, very slow, and I'm sorry, but, you know, Emperor Vegeta, that nigga looks old! <laughs> like, he has great, <laughs> he has great hairs and everything, because, you know, like, Saiyans don't age like that, you know, Goku and Vegeta, they're in their, like, 30s, 40s, so you gotta imagine, gray hairs on a Saiyan, that man is ancient. <laughs> I mean, no, so probably is, got some his power. hair was gray, and so was yeah. his beard, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was thinking, yeah. you know, like, maybe it was time for him to step down, so I got, you know, the wheels started turning. 
Yeah, that's cool lore, though. I wish I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, so wait, hold on. All right. So about all this Vegeta stuff, right? So, so I guess I want to ask if I was right then, because I said something along the lines of like, Emperor Vegeta was essentially just kind of filling in for new King Vegeta's absence while he went to go take care of Broly. Essentially, that's that's what's going down. Like he, you know. So, but, but, at the same time, though, like, the mission is finished. Or for now, at least that's what, that's what they think, right? Yeah. That after credit scene. Oh, right? <laughs> but, uh, so, like, presumably, he's gonna go back. So, like, like, if Vegeta is back in, you know, his throne is there, his crown is there, you know, his, like, then Emperor Vegeta presumes his emperorness of everything, Right? Like I said, Legend 2 would destroy this film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I so I have I have another question then regarding the lore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this whole interaction with Broly and Vegeta when they first when they first uh, started talking to each other. Well, I guess talking to each other. Broly doesn't really talk, but you know yeah. what I mean. So um, <clears throat> yeah, right. So there's there's two things to for for me to think about here, and one of them was Vegeta's monologuing. In the today a god falls, <clears throat> I was like, hold on a minute, because there's like, there's nothing like godly power related that was showing there, except for maybe that whole Wukong shit, because that was absolute craziness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was it was a mix between you know the god falling line and the green light because we we know about the primal light but what is it about the green light that makes it so different yeah so i mean i can elaborate on something else too so uh some people have noticed this and i know ryan has uh you see the scars on broly's chest they go go red yeah so the fact that he even has the scars and they go up his face they um those are the scars he got from goku from the shoryuken he gets from him uh so He's lost to Goku's family in every way he could possibly lose. So he goes back in time to get him at the tournament. Uh, Vegeta's chasing him in time. So Vegeta's fought him before. Right. Like he, and he's lost every time, right? So he's been training for this by fighting him. Um, and now he's, nah. he's a better version of himself. He's stronger and better. But again, glass cannon, right? <laughs> so, right, right. So he knows that Broly, uh, calling him a god is not like... Uh, like an allusion to super or anything like that it's just he was a legendary super saiyan it's funny because jason the voice actor of broly shout out to jason he's like you know what every character is a legend vegeta is a legend because he because he becomes a legend uh broly was a legendary super saiyan and goku is a saiyan of actual mythical legend but the the title was always related to broly Um, so so sorry, continue. Please. Oh, sorry. So when you mentioned green light, he says the green light because he remembers, he remembers it from movie one, and then like because that was just so iconic, right? And uh, the gold that he wears is like Egyptian, and like, if, even if you think about it, like the text in the film is a very important thing to me. Everyone has their own version of text. Like Vegeta has a kill a kill style text because he's a badass, and Broly actually I fashioned his text off of Yu Gi Oh. Um, if you look at like the old Japanese logo of Yu-Gi-Oh, not like the English Japanese one, it looks yeah. like that. You can see how the gradation works and how the shapes work. I was trying to, I was trying to mimic it. 
and then and he looks like an Egyptian the way he's, his gold is working and stuff and then Goku is you know he's like a man of ancient myth Chinese mythology so I was trying to go for like a more calligraphy look for his text um, but yeah so that there wasn't like there's not too much to elaborate on the line itself but it's because he's encountered him many times before so that's so th- yeah that's another thing right if they've if they've fought so many times before going back and forth like I feel like there's there's got to be so many questions you know like how how many times I'm still trying to wrap my head around what Broly's purpose is for like beating Kakarot at this Budokai Tenkaichi because I know we grazed on it earlier was to you know stop the whole family lineage that Goku's gonna have but mm-hmm. if Goku's the one that defeated him what why is he trying to prevent Gohan from being born or like, you know, all this other stuff? If well, Goku's, you yeah. know, the main fruit, he could have gone back in time to when he was like a kid. Yeah, that's mm. what I'm saying. So like the inception point, I could have picked any time. I just found that to be the nicest part because it has a d- direct connection to why Goku was able to have Gohan because he gets married. I mean, yeah, you can kill him before that. You can kill him after that. But um, that was just a nice spot to be mm. putting it all. And also, yeah, like, sure. I mean, in terms of like flavor for a film, like I'm still like trying to service the film. So when's the best place I can put Goku at the best age, the best of his technique, or he thinks he is, and it's definitely in that tournament for sure. And um, with with it being you know confirmed that Vegeta is a time traveler at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I was curious as to the um, the frame where you know. The savior from heaven had shared his light with Vegeta so they could both hit that Ah, Super Saiyan (laughs) and they both did a Kamehameha. I was curious as to if the Kamehameha was something, was a technique that was being shared or if time traveling Vegeta had, you know, seen so many Gokus and stuff like that, that he had already known the technique. Because that's something, you know, we've never seen Vegeta do that before. So that's why I was like, okay, hold on a second. That threw me for a loop. And I wanted to know what was up. So a lot of people, yeah. Uh, including Ryan, I think, know the uh, the lore in Journey to the West where that Son okay, Goku can, he can share his power with people and his knowledge, and it's not that. In my version, uh, Vegeta knows what he knows from Goku because he learned it from Goku. That's and what I thought! That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking! <laughs> so, Let's I know, go. you know, like, how, um, you know, your enemy can become your greatest teacher just by interacting with him, right? He's oh fought Goku over and over again. He's learned his techniques. <laughs> he knows how it how he works in and out. You know what gave it away for me? Because that's exactly what I thought it was. And then I saw Uchi's video with the Wukong thing. And I was like, damn, he might have really pulled that. So then I started like getting rid of my own thoughts. And I watched it again. And the, the thing that made me like second question. And I was like, no, it has to be the Vegeta already knew it. Is because... Yeah. When he got his, like, when he was getting, like, choked down on the ground by Broly and, you know, Goku turned into the savior, Vegeta smirked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nah, he's seen it before. Yeah. He's seen him before. And I was like, no, 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 no. Dude. Yeah. <sighs> wait, so, wait, so, is there, is, is it possible that there's another Goku lingering around? Could it be? Oh, no, 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 don't ask him, don't ask him, don't ask him that, don't ask him that. Okay, I'll give you an answer that I told my friend Richard once. When he asked me when I was still making the film, he said, yo, you got to show me something. He's like, can you at least tell me, does Goku turn Super Saiyan in this movie? And I said to him, what I'm about to say to you now, is if you never ask me that question again, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> 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 
Yo. This dude. This is sick. I can't. So hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So that means. That means that okay. So that was also part of what I because I said so much. I've said I've said a lot. You know all these freaking theories, the videos that I've done so far. And one of the one of the ideas that I had was exactly what Kai brought up was that Vegeta has known Goku already, right? He has known him from a from his own time, right? So then, does he also have some sort of like? Because because I I just did a video about this, where now Kakarot he 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 knew what was what was coming next, right? He knew what they had to do together, and they did, right? He helped him turn on his light again. And they do the Kamehameha. Beautiful. I was I was done at that point, obviously. But then, I zoomed in on it. Vegeta literally does, like, a Gallic gun dragon fist. So I just I need confirmation now because you told me the 31 was 31 years, not 3100 freaking years. Okay, you told me that, right? I need to know because people are wondering as well. Is it like a Gallic gun dragon fist? Like, what exactly is that that he did to like really just do it in? It is a 100% Gallic gun. And that's why it's purple. But the the reason he doesn't actually originally in my my screenplay i had him say gallic gun but the, it doesn't it doesn't work with the scene so i just ripped it out so um yeah it's a gallic gun and it's a dragon because i like dragons it's dragon ball <laughs> but and how else is it gonna eat broly's fireball you know <laughs> sick that is Dude, so the awesome col- the coloring on broly's blast was executed Flawlessly, <laughs> the color changing and everything, like the the, oh, the look you. in his eyes, I was like, "Oh my god!" Thanks, man. It like was... a lot of this happens in stages, right? So when you storyboard it, it looks a certain way. When you animate it, it looks a certain way. And then right. when you start putting it all together, compositing it, you start like getting more ideas. So like when he puts his hand out, he starts screaming, and the camera pulls into him. I had this idea because I, I had the the energy come to him. I'm like, you know what? If I if I invert the colors that are within it, I can make it actually look like what. It looked like in the beginning, like in the, the first film. It's not exactly the technique they use, but again, just lingering effects in my mind. So it just like adds to it and stuff like that. So that's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's something that you... always stuck out to me with that character is the way he literally changes the whole color scheme of everything. Yeah, you see. Like, that's how I strong love when Broly he does is. that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Yeah. If actually Broly's if you guys different. are looking at it like that, you should uh, look for faces in the film. So if you. If you pause it during Super Saiyan transformations, you'll see like like these demonic faces. Some yes. Like oh yeah. Apeless, and like even when Vegeta pulls out his sword, it says murder <laughs> on the screen. I did not peep that. Wow. I yeah, did not peep that. Go back and look that. at it frame by frame. It with like comma period on YouTube. Yeah, yep, and yep, you'll yep, see yep. It. He puts his hand up and his his mouth opens and it says murder beside his face because this is his last chance. Like. He has to use the last of what he has as like a weapon. Like if he, you know, if he doesn't use it, like he's probably just gonna get punched out. So he just kind of channels it into a sword, so, which is something I'm I'm surprised people noticed that it. I thought like actually after I com- like when I scripted it out, like it looked good, and then when I animated it, like things were working. But then when I put it all together, I thought like people just wouldn't notice it. 
but like that he was actually it was coming from him and then going to his hand and they pulled it out but I think everyone oh, no. noticed it. Oh no, it was clear. It that was, was clear. That was one of the yeah. first things I pointed out. I'm like, dude, this primal light we, it can be manifested into like yep. weapons. Like Yeah. That can be conjured, yeah. So so godlike. So, so that just that just made me think of something else cuz you know how this goes. We're out of control. So that just made me think of something else which is you know, Vegeta and Broly have fought each other a couple times, but when he whipped that blade out, he actually cut his arm off, or at yeah. least, you know, a portion of it. So that means that this is the first interaction where he's done some permanent damage. Yeah. And that's probably, I'm assuming that this would be the reason that at the very end, the post credit scene, why now Broly added Vegeta's name to the list of people that gotta go. Yeah, he's his number one target now. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute! <laughs> Number one, number one, number one. This is a movie about Vegeta. <laughs> Remember, like he's my favorite character. Like, there's no way he's not the main character of the second and potential. People are gonna love you more. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing so much for this character that the shit has, the franchise has not done. Ever. Oh man. They gave this I'm man ultra you. ego, and look what he look what happened. He lost Stop. Why, why again. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> oh my god. That so okay. Okay, okay, okay. So I just just to confirm, the scars that he has gotten are from Goku and Vegeta. Like yeah. they've. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's back and forth. Yeah, and that's why Vegeta came to Earth. He's trying to recruit Goku for a war in space. So, oh, but now he did, uh, into, or in order to do it, he has to save him like, from Broly. <laughs> so, but I so, they think they won, I guess, but. Hold on. So, so if he's trying to take this Goku, what happened to the other Goku? Uh huh. Like I That's... said, if you never ask me that question again. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Because there's so many. Oh, oh my god! Fine. Dude, dude, nah, son. Nah, nah, nah. The trilogy. I need, I need part two. I need all, all the parts. The trilogy, dude. This is crazy. So, okay, I also really quick because this is this is this is how this podcast freaking works. Okay. Like okay. The scars that Broly has. Did he give the Goku give him the big one on his chest as if like Ryu gave to Sagat? Exactly. Oh, yo, you're god like. You're fucking well, no, that happened in no. the movie. Nope. He took, he took, yo, he's done. He's done. Nope. Nope. Uh, no. He took his headset off. Nah, son. Yo, give this guy an award, please. But that happened in the first Broly movie. He does give him a sure you can give him a scar in his chest. Yeah. Right. I, I yeah. don't exactly remember what the aftermath looks like, but that's what I imagine it would look like. And it always reminded me of Sagat and Ryu. Um, and, like, the reason, like, I think Ryan mentioned it, like, the scar turns red, which is something nobody has ever commented on. When he sees Goku fully transformed, and he just loses it. He's a complete, he's senseless. He's so angry. That, um, you remember in Rurouni Kenshin in the movies where his scar would, like, light up when he has, yes. he would, like, seek vengeance in his heart? So, that's why his scar turns, like, blood red, because all he sees is murder now. And, like, he's completely out of control. He's not smiling anymore. Like, the whole movie, he's smiling when he's fighting Goku. Oh, sorry, when he's fighting Vegeta. Except for when he gets his arm cut off. And from that point on, 
he's like not smiling anymore. And then when he sees Goku, he's definitely not having it. So. Oh <laughs> my God! There's some story here. Yeah, that's that's great. And now, yeah. you know, like they've they've fought from time to time. But what's the initial reason behind Broly's hatred for Goku? Is it are we going off of the you know like initial Z stories we've we've been told before? It's only semi-related. Like he has a history with Goku. But it's not because of that. So it's something a bit more deep. Uh, I knew thank it. God. Thank I, God. Oh my God. That's all I. Nah. The whole package. The whole package. I I'll made a theory thing, video though. about this. I think though, if uh, if this were ever to continue, I think Broly would be everyone's favorite character, not Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm the only person outside of whoever he's told else that knows. <laughs> And I'm not gonna say a single fucking thing. Okay. You better listen. If y'all want to know, start donating, please. Just putting that Patreon in and it's just, just keep, simple. Just, just, just keep showering this year with love, guys. Because honestly, like, we, 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 we gotta make, make, we gotta make sure that your, your, your vibes are in check. Okay. <laughs> as long as you're feeling good, then that's it. You know. The the pa the Patreon clearly is just gonna be there for as a reminder. You need to draw for however many hours this day. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the thing. We're trying to like inadvertently, yes, like of course it's no brainer. We all want like like Legend two and three, right? That's a no brainer, especially after all all this shit you just told us, right? But guys, I'm telling you with what I know, with what I know. Like, look, Broly was already my favorite character. He the was already Broly my... He, man. He, I am the... Bro, yes, I am the Broly man. And I'm telling you guys right now, and I would not hype this up the way I'm doing it right now if it wasn't so. He... <laughs> yo, he... Intri he, made, he, he, he made some... Yo, he made something up that is so... I, no, look, look, look. Not a single person... Not a single person will predict what, what he came up with. Not a single one. And I can't do a video on it until part two happens. Or until whenever it, it's debuted. You know what I'm saying? I can't. No Some one can pay asked, me for that. They huh? said, like, would you ever consider doing it as a comic? Like, continuing it? No. It would look best in its in animated form, so... Mm. That's the only reason I don't... Uh, I, I didn't read uh, One Punch Man. Because I just liked the cartoon so much. Where if I read the comic and I got to absorb all that great art, the only thing the cartoon won't give me is the story. But if I watch the cartoon by itself, I get both the story and the amazing animation. But One Punch Man's a, a, a tricky one because the artist is beyond talent. Like it, It's in a complete category of his own, so I should actually go read it. <laughs> but <laughs> same thing happened yeah. with Hero Academia. Like at the time, I'd really liked it until like mm. the main story wrapped up. And, but, and that guy, his art was great. Is his name Horikoshi? Horikoshi uh, Koei, yes. Yeah, but um, I couldn't get myself because the show was, I was too invested in the story, but I was also getting it in its best form to me. Like I wanted to see it animated with music and all this stuff, but uh, not to say uh, manga is not a great form because I love it. But I, I'm obviously an animator, not a manga artist, because I love animating more. Right. I'm not no animator, but I feel you a hundred percent. Yeah, he's an anime only kind of kind of uh, enjoyer, yeah. I should say. So, yeah, man, that's that is so okay. There is one other thing that is, is pertaining to the lore that I I do want to know. 
mm-hmm. that I'm not, I don't think anyone's really asked this, like in like comments and whatnot. But I wanted to get a better understanding of the primal light, okay? Because a lot of people on the surface look at this as this is your version of how the Saiyans obtain that super Saiyan, Mm -hmm. right? So with that in mind, I, and, 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 you know, obviously we saw the potential that this really has when you got a character like Vegeta that's taking that light and turning it into its own shape in the form of a sword Mm -hmm. and using it as a weapon to decapitate or, you know, to like sever a limb from Broly, right? So I have to ask, like, when someone refines their primal light, as he put it, is that what is that what it ends up looking like? It looks like Vegeta's classic Super Saiyan look, or are there levels to it? Or does those do those that hone the primal light are they all unique to that individual Saiyan? Oh, I wanted I wanted a quick side question. Does every single Saiyan come with their own primal light? So that too. I think uh, without giving too much away, because the second film would really make that concept cool. Um, I can tell you this: like, are you guys familiar with like any of like the teachings in Hinduism about? So okay, you are. You know, in uh, in Hinduism, instead of like saying God is this and God is that, they say Nyati. God is not this, and God is not that. Yeah. They'll think of hundreds of terms that God isn't, and eventually you're left with nothing. So when you're left with nothing, all that's left is the truth, right? Because it's not clouded by anything. So I think about like Super Saiyans like that, where if you get rid of anything that's in the way, there's only one essence that is true inside of a person. I mean, you can call it anything. You can call it a soul, you can call it conscience or whatever, but like, it's something a little bit more related to that. So everyone's will look a little bit different. Broly's is green and he can flicker because of his emotion. Goku's is burning him from the inside because he hasn't honed it. Vegeta's you can't see because it's just manifested through his hair. But like uh, the idea that your core, like there's a natural core, uh, that is something that's central to like this idea of Super Saiyans. And like, you know, something that Dragon Ball Z had that Dragon Ball Super didn't, is like the sense of mastery. Goku had to master Kaioken. He had to master becoming a Super Saiyan. He had to train in a hundred times the world's gravity to just get to Planet Namek, right? And then from there, there were there was he goes into the hyperbolic time chamber, and they just kept adding levels of mastery. And it's because like he was just first of all he's being true to himself, but then also you know this idea of like if I can master what like if I can master like the way of things like the, like the art of fighting in this case he will be the best version of himself like the true self the out of the non out of control version of this so your primal light is primal is deep in you so if you can master it like you will become the true sense of a master and dragon ball super didn't have this sense of mastery to me like maybe i didn't read i didn't read the comics continuing it but at least from the tv series i didn't get that sense it was more of like an action uh, saturday morning cartoon show to me uh, and if that's what they're going for like they delivered on that but what I loved about Dragon Ball Z was always about like that one person in the chamber. Just everyone knows the scene. 
It's all red. Vegeta's eyes are white, and he's doing two finger push-ups in the gravity chamber under like 800 times the world's gravity. And I'm a hundred percent certain that so many of us as teenagers learned how to do one-hand push-ups just because they saw him. <laughs> I did. I tried. Ev- everyone, like, it, like, then they would think about that scene. I remember, like, I would always draw so much like inspiration from that just because it, it's the idea of self-mastery. So, um, that's something. That's a concept that I want to inject going forward into this. If I ever develop this further, it's like the idea of self-mastery and like, um, like what happens if you can actually harness your true ability, which is always there. It's just clouded by things that are in the way. Your inability to understand this, or your your inability to be faster, because like, and if you're up all those things, you unlock what's actually already at your core. You know. That is beautiful. That's so sick. That is the substance is immaculate. It's, it's crazy too how he called it primal light. Like, how, are are you aware with the term primal instinct that we've been throwing around? No. Well, what would you uh, refer to? <laughs> so. Actually, that yeah. Okay. All right. Well. So in the lore of the main <laughs> continuity, right? <laughs> Uh, Broly, when Broly was introduced in this in his movie, okay, he did something that we've never seen done before. He basically accessed his Ozaru, like his great ape, his inner great ape, without turning into one. He had no tail. There was no moon. There was no blood waves to access. However, because he's a freak, right? He's a, he was born basically a mutant, as Geekdom likes to put it, right? He is completely special to everybody, and not a lot of fans like to accept that because they just don't, right? They just, mm. they just, uh, there's all a lot of doubt, right? But the way I see characters when they are written, you have to accept them as is. And the way Broly is written is that he is meant to be special, different from everyone else. Because it's not, it's one thing when you're in your base form and you're taking out Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, and as you're getting beat, you're then dishing it back to these 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 experienced fighters mm-hmm. with power levels way beyond what is believed to for Broly to even have. But that's the that's the thing. He catches up instantly, right on the spot. And yeah. when he needed it. Before he even went Super Saiyan, it was basically confirmed from Paragus. He was like, he must have tapped into his, you know, Ozaru deep within. And he specifically said he got rid of his tail. Because if he went Great Ape, they'd all be dead. Yeah. Put it put it simply, right? So I thought of it. I went outside the box like I usually do. And I'm like, so you're telling me if he had his tail... He would have done something again for the first time that no one ever, no one else has ever done, which is he would have turned into a great ape or primal instinct, which is what I would like to think would be what today's modernized Super Saiyan Four would look like, mm-hmm. because they haven't gotten to that point yet. We have not, we have not reached that threshold of End of Z and beyond, where we're slowly inching our way there with the with the main story but nonetheless he he did something that no other saiyan has done yet and i truly believe like if he had his tail he would have he he would have taken the rule 
that we know of they look up at the moon and then they turn into the to the freaking big monkey no i feel like he would have done that on his own mm-hmm. like just straight up because if he's so overflowing with power then like well of course what else is supposed to happen the second frieza kills paragus as a freaking scientific experiment he made him he made he forced him into super saiyan right and that's a whole nother bag of worms because like i i truly think that going back to all this primal stuff is that the true super saiyan the the true super saiyan with, with the the power that these the, these monkeys right are 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 trying to get to is just that their inner natural primal instincts mm-hmm. and and for whatever reason because all of them got their tails removed and they need their freaking blood waves to really access their ozaru states for some reason they just turn blonde whatever right they just turn blonde and and they get their green eyes or whatever um and then they keep pushing and pushing but look at how goku he went super saiyan 3 why his eyebrows to look that way it's like literally the further his transformations the closer he gets to that primal instinct so with broly i feel like that's what was gonna happen so now we have this primal light and it's just like look at goku his light is there he he, oh he is the monkey king his is unique vegeta's is unique it all makes sense so I think I know where this is going, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody, okay? I don't want to put something out there and, you know, whatever. But that's the whole, I just love, I, I love that comparison is that your, your, your rendition of, the, of, of the, 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 the power that they are, you know, like, that they have is, is, is like a deeply rooted thing that's unique to them. And that's mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, and I think, like, them being the Saiyan race, like, the Saiyans are the ones who are able to harness this, which stays, keeps it true to Dragon Ball Z. It's just that, yeah, I think we're, we're just the way the show is formulated, like, we're conditioned to know, like, Super Saiyan looks like something, Super Saiyan 2 looks like something, Super Saiyan 3 does. But for me, like, um, uh, I don't focus, I guess, most on what they're doing. It's more so, like, what their, their intentions are. So I think what made Vegeta a cool character in my film was his intention was to save Goku and also kill Broly. But, like, he could have hit him any way. He could have just been throwing baby punches. He could have been doing Shoryukens and stuff. But, like, I don't think the choreography is necessarily what made him a cool character. He may have made the movie cool, but I think what makes him a cool character is, like, his intention. He comes there without a worry. Well, he comes there with great worry, but he doesn't come there with any apprehension to take Broly out. Because that's his mission. That's why he has brass knuckles in his gloves. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And then, same with Goku. Like, Goku, when when Chi-Chi gets her arm broken... David Vitas, who designed the sound, like he did this great little thing where he put a little bit of a reverb on her, her voice, so it makes it seem like you're hearing it how Goku's hearing it, and that's what like really makes him remember. He's like, no, I can't let like this girl die. Like she's supposed to be my wife. Um, his his definitely manifests a different way because of that. So um, and you can see that like his intention is there. Like one thing that was I think successfully done in this film is everyone's looking like they're ready to absolutely kill Broly. It's not about, like, who's the strongest, who's who's going to fight with honor. Goku and his great fight-loving stuff, like, he's ready to absolutely kill Broly. So, um, yeah. I think, uh, like, the intentions of the characters are something that matter to me a lot, and 
that's something that a, a potential fantasy legend too would it would ins- it would elaborate so much on that. Broly would have a lot of dialogue. He wouldn't just be saying Kakarot all day long. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and um, your concept <laughs> oh. of primal instinct and primal light is really cool. Uh, mine would definitely go like one gauge beyond that in a way that people probably wouldn't uh, think it would go. But um, but again, it's not about like to me. It's not about visuals. It's more about like the idea. Like Goku lighting himself on fire. That might look cool. But I like the idea that he's absolutely out of control, and this is what happens when he's out of control. If he keeps it up long enough, just like Kaioken, he'd probably end up burning out. You know what I mean? Your light is out of control, and you must refine it to be useful. I know. I've seen it a zillion freaking times. <laughs> that's a crazy bar. <laughs> but that's what he said. That's what he said. Oh, gosh. Dude, I feel like I could have you on for hours and hours and hours we like i just feel at this point i feel so bad that we've 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 definitely kept you over time that we we, we said <laughs> nah, we, we def- that's good <laughs> yeah so i just want to say again dude you are a legend in your own right okay and you know there are there are some other things that I would definitely like to ask, but you know what? I think now after that would that that's a good send off point. And you know, like I said, you're always welcome to come back whenever you feel up to it. And it. whenever whenever you want us for any of your streams that you say you're doing in the future, let us know and we'll definitely be down. And if this next project happens, mm-hmm. you're looking at like at least two voice actors. He he he, oh. he 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 he's just a fucking like like a, oh yeah right with somebody like you're you're into voice acting and stuff like that too right oh my goodness that's that's really where that's the direction I'm really trying to push forward put all my energy into put my mm-hmm. the, the passion mm. I need to <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah man. um but yeah if there's ever anything you want to know like some people are asking me but like oh uh, how do you start a project all this sort of stuff like. Yeah, if there's ever anything you want to elaborate on, just let me know. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Nasir, it has been far beyond real. I feel like we need a new freaking term for that. And I could definitely say with confidence, this is my favorite episode that we have ever done. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) For now, and hey, hey, if, if... this is this is like a okay. This is a lot to ask, but if it ever does happen, and you know what I'm referring to, if it ever does happen, you gotta come back for sure, right here on the on the Full Power Podcast. For sure, indeed. Confirmed. Let's go. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So with all that being said, guys, what were you gonna say? Something? I was just gonna say off camera. You can tell your friends, but I told you. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, are you sure? If you want to, yeah. If they keep it a secret. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's easy. Okay. All right. All right bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, Nasir, this is the part where we do our formal send-offs. I obviously am. I'm, I've been thanking you for everything that you've you've done for the world because this th- you you deserve like a, a like a a peace trophy, whatever the hell they call those things, a, a Nobel Peace Prize for, <laughs> right. for what you've done, yeah, right? right? <laughs> Where can 
folks find you at and where can they support you the best and just drop whatever you want them to know about you yeah i think if you want to find me the easiest way is to find me on twitter it's uh remengeance which might not be so easy to spell but uh if there's a link provided they could and over I there, got you. you kind of like splinter out it has a link to my patreon which is in terms of like people like trying to like monetarily support that's really the only way and um if you want to use uh, follow me on youtube i'm not a content creator i don't consistently put stuff out so it's just about that's just a, an avenue to put things that are video related so they'll see things pop up there every once in a while and there's instagram and that sort of stuff but yeah okay all those all those links guys will be in the description and all I really have to add is probably like your Twitter, I think, because I, I, I've had that Patreon link sitting on like the last like 20 videos that I've done <laughs> on my channel. I really channel. appreciate it, man. Thank you. Oh, they're not going anywhere. Trust me. This is not a one and done thing. This is not just, you know, a, a, a summer f- fling or whatever they call those things. We're, you're stuck with us. All right. <laughs> we, we are homies for life. Okay. So, yes. So, and I also said this. Whenever we finally get like more merch, we're sending you a box. Free. Free. Honored, man. For you dude. It is it is it is a it is our pleasure. I hope that they don't try to hit you with oh what, you gotta pay for nope, you're not paying for shipping, you're not paying for a single thing. And for whatever reason, <laughs> if you have to go to your post office or wherever, you tell me how much your freaking gas was and we got you on that shit too. Okay? Not That's bullshitting. Crazy. You're not oh, paying I a do, single I freaking I do have to ask you one thing before we leave, though. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a bit older than you, so you keep saying OD. What does that mean? Like, overdose? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, think of it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's what okay. it is. <laughs> yeah, so I use that's OG, how... but like, like, that's OD. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can think of, think of it as like, think of it, you know, like OD being like too much, like overkill. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That's OD. Yeah. That's OD. Yeah. That's funny. That's well, hey, we, we you learned a little something too from us. <laughs> yeah, All right, solidation. So, brother Ooch, is there anything you want to leave with the people? Oh, the people. I mean, stay up. You know, take showers, work out, <laughs> eat, <laughs> stay on the grind. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. We're all on the grind. Kai Cass, Kai Sama, this. Oh, what do you gotta say to the people? Yo, really quick before you answer that. I just want you to know, Nasir, that usually whenever I ask him this question, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> but now... Are we blessed tonight? Proceed, Kai. What do you got for the people? Uh, everybody needs to go ahead and raise your tears or you're going to make me cry tears. <laughs> we need... We need we need all the support in the world. We need everything. I want to see it. If y'all, Uchi said this like two episodes ago. If y'all are not supporting this man, y'all are frauds. Okay, that's not how this goes. So, yeah, it has been it has been an absolutely great episode. I knew today was gonna be a good day. And you know what? As as Uchi's outro goes, you know you gotta keep the keep the power locked and loaded, all that good stuff. And I think we have a new one to add because from now on, my new outro is y'all need to keep your primal lights in check. so beautiful yeah look at this all this passion huh (laughs) all right guys primal lights in check the primal lights in check well mm, that is damn i really don't want (laughs) to i I don't want to close this out like i just want to i just want to this this moment i just i just want to stay in 
you know, in this in our own <laughs> little hyperbolic time chamber of of this godlike discussion. Well, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed and got a lot out of this episode. It's been your boy Ooch, the brother Ooch, the lethal one over there, the homie of all the guys, and Mr. Legend himself, Nasir Pasha, with us tonight. Like, share, subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter. Description will have all the links to everything that we've mentioned. Stay safe, stay clean, and stay the hell inside. And we'll see y'all next time.